0: Here's a sneak peek on what happened in episode 117 of Tuck Talk Taco
1: Talk Tuesday.
2: And See
3: Ricky, the worst part is it's doable. It's doable. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: See, when you uh, retire from rally racing, this is this is our this is our plan. Is we you got you got to start getting invites to these things, and you got to take your buddy with you. That's me, and I'll ride the I'll ride the whatever they, the old man or the B class. <laughs> I, I think you could yeah. probably get us an entry
2: easier than I can. <laughs> <laughs> you underestimate your power. <laughs> so That's
0: right. Sea to Sky, Dakar, tequila, and emoji stickers. Those were some of the topics from this week's episode of Tuck Talk Taco Tuesday. We had so much fun with this show that it went on for almost three hours. I mean, what else did you expect when Ricky Berryback, Logan Tyler, and George Justice all took turns being co-hosts during the time of this show? And this was on top of Climb's Lucas Eddy calling in to talk about his recent experience at Sea to Sky which led to Jimmy trying to convince Ricky to do Extreme Enduros once he retires from rally racing. Of course, the chat had a lot of questions, most of them for Ricky, some of which were about recent Dakar rule changes, like the tire rule change, as well as the challenges that come with racing Dakar. As always, we did answer some tech questions, one of which was about a YZ144 that lost compression after 20 minutes of ride time, and there was another mystery that we had to solve regarding coolant leaking into the engine of a KTM 200 EXE. Rooster Endo was roosting like most of the bikes, except for one that forgot to put what year model the bike was. And this was followed up with Jimmy and George sharing some good tequila and some good laughs. If you want on the fun, just tune into Dirt Bike Test's YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitch channel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I can't thank you enough for listening and I can't thank our sponsors enough. Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC Sprockets, Trail Tech, Takamoto, and Seed Concepts.
1: And now here's the show. Hi, everybody it's a uh, tech talk taco Tuesday <laughs> and we got pizza and we had pizza and this is not Logan Tyler my regular co-host this is Ricky Brayback Dakar winner Ricky Brayback guy who finished second place in Dakar Ricky Brayback just the old Ricky Brayback yeah same old Ricky Brayback <laughs> anyways uh, welcome Ricky yeah thanks for having me we it's are good to be back in prump again we are the show do you know do you know what we talk about in the show Everything, not about racing. Right. We're not going to talk about racing. So if you have any racing questions, you can go to the second half of this show. No, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. There's only racing going on. So yeah, there is. There was. There is. There will be. There's always racing. Somebody's always racing something. You're lucky I didn't ride today because we would have been racing too. Sheet. Tomorrow. 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 Two hundred kilometers of fun road books that I didn't have to make. Yeah, so um, good times. We'll see uh, how that goes? This is the show where we answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about racing. You can ask Ricky Rally questions. Anything you wanted to know about Ricky Braybeck and Rally can be answered, and I won't have to make it up. I want to know if he has any logos that he has designed. <laughs> logos, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. So George is here, um, um, clearly listening to the show live right in front of us. Uh, unsilent Mojave Bob is here um and logan is here logan did a really good deed today for all of us dirt bike riders so Very out here good. in Perump valley of the dirt people where we have a lot of dusty air they think it would be really good to build solar panels almost around the entire south side of our town which is where we ride quite a bit it's excellent riding out there it, the, the area is so good it should be a motorcycle riding area, which it kind of is. It should be an open area. It should be designated an open area. But um, somehow they've decided, and I'm not sure who they are, but it might be the Bureau of Land Management and then people that want to disguise solar panels as green energy by bulldozing our desert and putting it out there. So they had a, had a land use, a land planning commission uh, public lands advisory committee and logan went out there and gave a really awesome speech about how in 30 years when we're all gone he doesn't want to look at a bunch of mirrors in his favorite playground so good job to you, logan i really appreciate you doing that for all of us and um yeah he's doing his uh his civic duty at a at a nice young age <laughs> right before he gets his driver's license because once he gets that driver's license he's gone yeah he's got a permit but uh nah. he's old enough to get that driver's license but what's the weight out here government government's like you years you you. years you yeah it's a lotto that you can't even get in. it's a lotto to you get a license when i was in high school they
0: didn't even have the dmv out here didn't even issue driver license anymore they couldn't do the, the license I think they test up
4: again, it sounds
1: like. yeah well you they ca- i wouldn't i wouldn't right, get right i wouldn't get in the car with any of you guys anyways so uh actually i did <laughs> I was gonna say you we, we, we taught him how to drive. We taught him how to how to yeah. how to not use the brakes around the turns and stuff like that. Conserve fuel, mm-hmm. yeah. carry speed. It's all good. So yeah, he's gonna be a better driver than you. Probably. And won't take much. So <laughs> uh, okay, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Uh this show is brought to you by Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Delaney Drive Components, Trail Tech. And I just downloaded new software and updated my Voyager pros. So they're working even better now. Takamoto and seat concepts. So I will be riding on a bike with a seat concept seat tomorrow, Ricky. And I don't, sorry, I know I don't sit down very much, but I love that seat. Uh, it's the one with the big cushy. It's kind of like yours, except yours has wings built into a different spot. Your wings are to hold you on the motorcycle and mine so I can sit my fat ass down in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's comfortable. Right, George? Yeah, he's got one, too. His is like his is like way worn out. No, I
5: got a Renasco.
1: Yeah. Is it? It's a Renasco seat? Yeah. There's a lot of different seats out there, but Sea Concepts makes some of the best. Uh, I think we should talk about what I get to ride next week. YZ125 Experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Logan, are you feeling jealous right now cuz I'm doing your job for you? Visit yamaha-motorsports.com today, explore what's new for 2022. The revised YZ125 makes for the perfect step-up machine or Old guy step-down machine, if you know what I mean. Featuring an all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics with the new aggressive styling and more. Plus, there's a YZ250 that delivers superior rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. And for a truly race-inspired look, Ricky, you can get behind it at this. Check out the YZ250 and YZ125 A Monster Energy. Ooh. This is where it goes wrong. Yamaha racing Editions.
4: <laughs> hey,
2: <laughs> I don't know how many bikes uh, that manufacturer is coming out with, but I swear every week I listen to this show. It's a new one of those manufactured bikes coming
1: out. Yeah. They're doing good. And the next generation of riders, the ones that will get to ride in I the, mean, there's uh, gotta be other manufactured bikes that are coming out. that are also new. They probably are, but they're not paying to be here. <laughs> And for the next generation of riders that Logan went out and preserved their riding access, there's the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85LW. That stands for large wheel. That deliver big bike specs in smaller packages. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com and find your Yamaha YZ and entry the victory zone today. So, I'm going to go ride the YZ125 next week. And you didn't bring Logan and I. There wasn't enough spots on the agenda. There's only one bike, and I can ride it for probably four of the six hours that they're going to let us go there. So Trevor and Scott are just going to be standing around shooting photos the whole time. Oh, they're not going to ride it? They get two hours, maybe. Maybe. I'll let them, let them ride it. I mean, That's why I've been trying to lose weight, you know? Right, <laughs> it's right. Like ride a yz 125. Okay, do we have uh, questions for... Um, Ricky in the chat room. I mean, there's gotta be a bunch of questions. Dude, look there's at no all questions
0: those. quite yet. They, Victor in, wants
1: man. to know if the old lady is gonna impersonate Logan tonight. <laughs> hey Logan, did you did you know about that? I did. You did? Yeah, that was that was a tough listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'd like to thank producer Matt for uh stepping up, getting us some sponsors. Matt um has started making his first road book tonight. He's 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 uh he's oh. asking Ricky if he wants to go race it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah it's 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 only uh it's only 18k uh, you got it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know the first I, time
2: first timer's roadbook is might look like it's complete might look like it's ready to go but uh it's a lot of work to make a roadbook and uh there's people out there that think you could just uh Push the buttons on an app. Push the buttons on an app and you get a road book when it's not that easy. It takes a lot of work to go ride a road book. So, yeah, so oh, yeah.
1: we, we make road books. We were talking about this today. We make road books at literally 10 kilometers an hour. Like that's how fast we can make a decent road book. So you start thinking like, you know, these guys are doing 270, 300 kilometer road books when they're training. Those things don't just grow on trees. So we had a little road book making. Don't factory. Don't websites either. No. Hmm no so uh good uh good times um what is next? what is next? Do we just hit these questions here do we uh, re- let's see well, we do have one from uh was
0: that ryan uh ryan t t r six sixty six yeah there we go uh hey jamie just bought a twenty two x trainer and I'm wondering about mixing oil,
1: like mixing oil in the gas because that bike i believe is oil injected. So is he talking about mixing oil in the oil injection tank? I think that might be what the thing is. Um, I would do it as long as they're kind of similar oils. But I would try to run it pretty low and then put a whole bunch of the new stuff in. That's how I would do it. Uh, so I think you can – I if it if it's two different types – Um, like a synthetic and a non-synthetic I would be very leery and make sure you put injector, you know, a bottle that's labeled injector oil into it. Cause I've heard some horror stories about people putting stuff like castor and whatnot into the, uh, oil injection system and then wondering why their bike seized. So, oh boy. Yeah. Good times. Um, Dirty Doyle did just buy, uh, he just bought a YZ
0: 144 from a shop. So it lost all compression after 20 minutes. Wondering if you have any
1: thoughts on why it uh, failed. Well, after 20 minutes, um, he brought it back to the shop today. So he'll find out how much it's going to cost him is what he's going to find out. Uh, And it had it had good compression when he started. I'm going to guess I, I go out in these limbs and I just kind of guess and, and t- tend to be pre- pretty, pretty accurate. I'm going to guess that the, uh, that the, I'm going to guess that the rod went out, the rod started going out and that caused like some stuff to go up into the, uh, top end and cause it to lose all the compression. So that's what I'm going to guess. So it, the top end's destroyed unless, you know, unless she didn't mix the oil. <laughs> right, I'm, right i'm just i'm just thinking if everything was good it was working perfect when he started and had good compression and if it took 20 minutes to do it i think something's starting to slowly come apart like a top end doesn't wear out in 20 minutes or his filter was misseated or something weird i mean could i'm just taking away all the things if everything was perfect the the bottom end started going out and um ate up the top end It's a guess so if i'm right uh let us let us know we have other questions? Oh, yeah, we got tons. I was trying to catalog them real quick. Oh, you're putting them in the end of the show cuz yeah. we're doing it backwards. Wait, Ricky Brayback question. Mm. Oh, it's coming from the guy sitting right across the aisle here. Yeah. He's texting into the show. It is a racing question. We can ask it.
0: Yeah, I'll ask it. It's from uh from George who is now who also became a sponsor of the show tonight. His uh, little logo is gonna, it'll pop up there every now and then. <laughs>
5: That's me. Uh, so well, Ricky,
0: Ricky sponsored the show too. They got in a bidding war. They did get spots a, on the show. They get they did get in a bidding war, but uh, Ricky didn't get me a logo in time. Oh, I saw it you on your
4: phone,
2: dude. I have so much. I don't know. Inventory is just overflowing. It's
0: full. It's so, full. So you know how you get? You were telling me that you get like fifteen logos and you don't know
1: which one to pick. Yeah. Just just send me
0: fifteen and then I'll just pick one, dude. That's what I'm talking
1: about. There we go. So, but, yeah. but the amount of time it takes to ship the shirts out, if you get like ten shirt orders tomorrow, that would be better than just shipping out one, right? Even though you don't get home till Friday or something. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, they wouldn't really ship out till Friday because I can't do it obviously tomorrow because I'm not home. Yeah. You
2: need
1: so an you need an intern. The interns need are like a- kind of a pain in the ass because they learn everything. And they split, and they or they or they. they they have this job where they all of a sudden it's 15 bucks an hour for interning. So uh, Ricky got Ricky co Rick. What's the, what's the website? Ricky Brayback.com. Ricky Brayback.com. I'm going to put in the chat here for 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 everybody to go go check out. Yep. And uh, then your phone's gonna start going ding, ding, ding. It doesn't do it on that phone. He'll be riding road books tomorrow. Ding, ding, (laughs) ding. He's going to come back. That's like uh, pretty short. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, you're going to, this is where you're going to see how good we're going to see whether you're going to you get to replace Logan. You have to start with Kevin. What's his, how do you say that name? Wevota. Wevota. Wow. We that's Aud- pretty good. Yeah. We, we've, we've what, what does Kevin we, Wevota want to know? <laughs> you just glazed
5: over my
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> no, your question's at the end, George. Hello. Okay. I'll, uh, so, so Ricky, as a racer is making a road book helpful for you as a racer. And have you always felt that way, you know, like being a racer and everything?
2: Uh, Jimmy thinks making a road book might help and it might help. But if you know me, I can't sit like I'm surprised I'm going to set the show for two hours. So if you can imagine me trying to sit at a computer for like a week, it's pretty impossible. So it takes me a long time to build the road books. That's why my road books are very slim to None a year. Dude. How? Okay. So, so 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 remember
1: the, remember the one you made that's more near Baker. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good road book. Everybody thought so. Yeah. That that was, that was like the second or third one. Cause the first one went the other direction. The first one went kind of back towards, back towards Barstow. Yeah. uh, Remember when we all, when we all made it kind of the same, we all made the same one that kind of went that direction back towards Barstow. We had, and and it used a lot of the power line road. And the, the one second. that went to Randsburg. Mm, yeah, we cut it off. We, so, yeah, it went to Randsburg. It yeah, that was, Randsburg. that was like my really big road book. That was like the, the first one. Yeah. The first big one. But that other one was really good. Second one was good. Yeah. It, was, it, it wasn't... It <clears throat> was I don't remember there being... They went some bitching places, and I don't remember being... There was nothing... Like if you could just tell your computer what to do?
2: <laughs> oh, instead of dragging all the little... Instead of in dragging and, all the lines figuring. And, putting all the dangers and putting all the trees and the rivers and you know all the all the things there it'd be way easier but no you got to drag every single little line you got to do the math you got to do the meters you got what he's saying is it doesn't help and it'd be better if just other people built all of his road books no it it helps for sure understand (laughs) the the two like the the um abbreviations for sure that's what it helps doing that
1: yeah, any any anytime you're practicing, thinking about what you're doing, even if it's not exactly what you're doing, just doing some of those practice things, it helps. Okay.
2: You <laughs> want more Jimmy, chat questions? Jimmy or? needs a drink. I have a drink. I think he does. I need a beer. That's what he needs. Awesome. Bob, to bring the beers over? No,
1: you never said beer. Oh. Well, what goes with Pizza. Whiskey, pie, and beer. <laughs> As Matt holds up the nice bottle of whiskey. Oh yeah, well I I like this I like this bourbon. I'm gonna have to go get it. It's it's actually it's it's on sale. It's been on sale lately. Oh somebody really? S- somebody sent me. Somebody saw me have it on the show, and they sent me pictures of it on sale. at oh. like um, it was I mean, Bevmo or one of those places. So, oh yeah. The 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 Willet. If you're wondering what Matt has, a little bit of. It's a, it's a cool bottle too. I like stuff with chrome okay. balls. Okay, uh, let's. What, what is Kevin's question? Let's get back onto the tracks here. Kevin, I don't
2: know your last name exactly. Wevota, Wevota. If you were to comf, if you were to convert a 250 SX or a YZ 250 into a hair scramble enduro bike, which would you choose? Uh, the 250 SX is a orange. K- KTM orange one, yeah, and then the blue okay. one, yeah. You're almost I'm, as bad as my wife. I'm. I'm well aware. Well, they make so damn many bikes. Yeah, like it's unbelievable.
1: Well, she just says like the orange one. Yeah, and it same. means it mean, that means the KTM 200 Evan. And when she says the orange <laughs> one, it means the KTM 200, <laughs> or it could mean the 350. But it doesn't matter whether it's two stroke or four stroke. But anyways, back to Kevin's right, yeah, question. Back to Kevin and his hair scramble bike.
2: He's well aware of what's out there and how good the TPI bikes are. The counterbalancer, clutch, and power valve setup on the KTM makes me lean that way. But the YZ's price, suspension, carb, and argu- arguably, 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 I think so. I can't see the word one of the guessing. most reliable bikes you could buy has put me in a bit of a pickle. Thanks, Kevin.
1: Yo, Kevin. Um, Yo, Kevin. (laughs) um, So my first question is, for a hair scrambles bike, I'm wondering why you didn't ask about a 250 XCFW. So the, so, so no I'm sorry no he so wants 2 i I'm sorry a 2C two 250 XCW not XCFW XCW so so the the KTM with the that's set up for off-road more than the the SX or the YZ 250X and he says he knows he's aware of what's out there maybe he wa- he likes the freaking the the pipey of the, the motocross style Yeah ones. and so that's that's the interesting thing cuz the I and where these bikes differ and I don't, the Yamaha does not have a different transmission. I think it has a different final drive ratio. So it's just a sprocket away from um, being motocross. They, I'm pretty sure Yamaha, the pipes different and they tune the power valve a little bit different. It really does make a difference. So I think the Yamaha and then the suspension on both these bikes is different. And I, I don't, I don't know what, you know, he's not really talking about what skill level he is and all these other things, but I, I promise you that the suspension on those bikes for hair scrambles type racing is better. And there's, it's, it's just one thing you're not going to have to, to change. And the KTM, like I said, that the power valve adjustability, but you're going to, you're going to fight the suspension on the motocross bikes to really work ideally off road. But if you're, if you're, If your hair scrambles and then you're going to the motocross track every once in a while and stuff, I could kind of see, but I would really lean towards the the XC or the X before I would do SX or thing. And then and then it's it's really simple. It's like in all honesty, like which color do you like better? (laughs) They're they're both really really good bikes, and and the KTM is then XC and the the XC has tpi where the sx is still carbureted and then i noticed he said he likes the carburetor so maybe that's another reason why he's asking about that back versus versus um yz Eh, if i were going to start picking things apart uh yz feels a little more stable yz probably has snappier more more i would say more aggressive feeling torque on the bottom Uh, sx or ktm is typically feels a little bit smoother maybe a little more top end focused feels a little bit lighter and more nimble um those are the characteristics but you're 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 not going to go wrong with either of those bikes they're excellent both are good bikes but i would man if you can if you're really if it's really hair scrambles go with the xc or go with the x and especially with the yamaha i think the yamaha it's 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 uh Just the little things that they do inside are things you would struggle to do to the YZ on the outside to get that kind of drivability for off-road conditions. And not just saying that because we're sponsored by Yamaha. Oh, shoot. I forgot. You should just get the Yamaha. Yeah. yeah. There's no, and it's, (laughs) the Yamaha is less expensive. You don't have to worry about that pesky (laughs) electric starter ever having a problem because
0: it kicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It might ruin your, you know, the e-start might ruin your case.
1: The e-start, the e-start, <laughs> you might get used to it and you'll never want to ever kick a motorcycle mm-hmm. again in your life. Like me. Well, haven't. So since having e-start <laughs>
0: back, it's, 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 it's like, I didn't know how much I missed it until you had it back. Until I had it back and, and like, it hasn't well, broken yet with my rigged fix. It hasn't, but I, I maybe have like an hour or two on that bike since we
1: fixed it. Okay. Give it time.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah you should have
1: seen how I fixed Pablo's quad today. The whole pipe. I had to rebuild the whole muffler. Yeah, his bearings were going out, I heard. The muffler bearings <laughs> were bad. Yeah. There was a lot of muffler bearingmanship. <laughs> like, quads are not built like motorcycles. And then when you start modifying modifying them, whole different thing. Pablo's blue crew. I should have him on the show. I don't know where he went. Yeah, I, thought, be, I
0: thought he said he was going to come here. They he should be
1: working on his damn road, book, is what we should be doing. No, it needs another couple hours, but it's good. <laughs> It'll get us through. We'll use a track log for backup. Next question. Next question by Lyle. Lyle, yeah. Bledsoe. Bled. Bled uh Bledsoe, Bled, Bled Shoe, Bled Bled so Bledsoe. Bledsoe. It's just it's like you said, time. yeah. Come on, bud. I have to, it takes a little while for my eyes to focus all the way over there. He wants Did anybody get me a beer yet? He wants oh, to talk transmission that, oil. Okay, transmission oil. You got it, on, Compare motorcycle
2: specific transmission oil versus automotive oil. Synthetic versus dyno. I'm sure you've been through this a thousand times, but looking for your years of experience and industry knowledge. KTM 250 XCW 2018 with seat content seat. Oh, I'm well, a little confused of
1: why. Because that gets your question answered. Oh. Like you throw in, you throw in some of our sponsors. But he's missing the photo. So. Well, he, he might, he, you never know what Matt does. He might have a photo in here. So, he, well, wants
2: talk um, oil. he
1: wants to talk oil, oil, but he's also letting you know that he rides a KDM. Well, it's it, so, so by telling me that it's an X, you know, XCW, that's the two stroke. So he's, ha- he, then I know, okay, he's putting motorcycle transmission fluid in at motorcycle transmission. It's not motor oil, like well, most look, four strokes. Look what he ended it with. Seat concept seat, because <laughs> they're great seats. And he wanted me to, he wanted me to know that he has a great <laughs> seat and he wanted his, his question to go to the front of the line. It's a great way to do this. <laughs> Now I know you George. Now I know why you get a little disturbed when I pour these little little shots into your glass. That's like man shot. That's no, more it's a sip. That's more tequila I drink in a week in one. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm serious. I have little sips. See the little teeny tiny glass I use? Okay, this show could go downhill. Uh Lucas is going to call in a little while. We might talk about racing. Like in 3 minutes probably. Um well, answer friggin' Lyle's question. I'm working on it. I got it. oil. So I get in trouble for saying, um, on the show. We are doing good. We are doing on the ums. I was about. I'm buying. I was literally buying time while I was processing the question. Cause in all honesty, I am not uh, an oil expert. That's where I call my but buddy, Chris real rule
5: of oil
1: is, have some in the motor. Yeah. Have, Always. have, have it in the motor. Chris real told me this. That was the first thing the petroleum expert told me. I'm going to tell you what I've done over the years. And, uh, I've used, so I used to, when I was racing two strokes a lot and we were having different clutch slipping issues and, and frying clutches and different things, I went through a lot of different stuff. I tried the ATF. Um, I put motorcycle transmission fluid. Uh, I had tried different motor oils and I'll tell you what you don't want. You do not want a slippery motor oil inside of your transmission. That's just what I learned. I used ATF and never had any problems with it. And but then I started using motorcycle transmission fluids, and they were quite a bit more expensive. And you could get slightly different feels with the clutch. But overall, I never noticed any durability changes, no matter what I ran inside the transmission. Other than if I ran a slippery oil, the clutch would go bad. That was the only thing I've noticed over time. But I think that it lasts, you know, the transmission oil lasts a long time if you're not hard on the clutch. And therefore, you know, why not spend an extra, you know, few bucks to get a good quality transmission fluid if you know it works, you know? And there's plenty of brands out there. And uh, what do you use, Ricky? What's your brand? What's your brand of choice? You're Motul, aren't you? Motul. What do you, and but when you're riding JCR bikes, you're Lucas? He's still Lucas VP VP. Okay. They make, they're making oils now. Lubricants. Lubricants. Okay. I've used Maxima before I've used, um, I've used the Yamaha lube, Yama lube. I've used Honda specific oils. Red line had luck. Good luck with that stuff. Wait, no, there's, I've had, There. no, there's one that's a green. It's a green oil. It might be the red line one, but there's one that was green. Motul's green. The Motul is green, but Correct. Yeah, I didn't have, and, and so I've used Motul and Motorex, no problems there. I've used, yeah, the Motul, because like Beta, a lot of times will give us oils with the bike and they give us the Motul and that stuff's been good. There's another, I think the red line, in all honesty, might've been the one that was green and it actually worked okay, except it seeped out of all the gaskets. Don't know why. It just, you know how when your gaskets weep and stuff like this, this green oil like to seep. but yeah, I, I, I think that yeah, versus yeah, automobile oil. <laughs> um, and then I never really um, did anything like ran stuff on dinos or, or that, but I'm sure you can find all kinds of results like that on the internet, but it just put, put good quality oil in it. Put put what if you want to just, if you want to just, do the best thing, the easiest thing, without thinking about it. Whatever diesel the ma- huh, diesel oil, <laughs> Walmart, <laughs> yeah. whatever the manufacturer recommends. Bartella. Whatever the, the whatever the manufacturer recommends, that's what you should put in it. That's the safest thing to do, and then you're probably not going to go wrong. Because I don't think they'd recommend you to put something that's junk inside of it. Matt Watson wants to know. Is hey, hello, Logan? How's Ricky doing? We're doing great. <laughs> you're just doing. You're just happy over there trying on those Scott goggles.
6: No the
1: difference between the prospect and the so he's team. doing doing homework Is he gonna come over and give us a little talk about those things oh got got the, <laughs> I got the got the phone there did everybody hear the phone ring I heard the phone ring I thought I was mine for a second good, good morning Lucas good well, morning guys how are you guys we are doing good you're on the line with uh, none other than Ricky Braybeck and I believe Matt wow. can hear you 200. Matt can you hear him I'm, I'm, on a del- I'm on a delay. I can't hear him right now. Oh, he's on a delay. He's I can doing hear him something out else. and clear. Good. Well, uh, Lucas, Eddie, we, we, we were gonna? We
2: didn't get to the next question, did we? No, it's just a shootout question. Oh. He wants to know what that
1: is. That's a rant. I'll get on that yeah. later. About the best Yeah. <laughs> but he could probably read that somewhere, I'm sure. So Lucas, Eddy is the, I want to call you the uh, media, motorsports, marketing, media manager... You handle my stuff at climb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is what, but 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 you also get to go do fun stuff
3: as well. Yeah, yeah, man. So the official title is communications manager. So I work with the motorcycle guys, the automobile guys across the media side. Um, and then plan some stuff behind the scenes. And then once in a while, when we get to go do fun stuff like uh, video shoots and that kind of stuff, I get to go play once in a while. So it's not a bad deal.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, so we we actually did a tech talk live at Climb, but we had really tough Internet issues there, I remember. So uh, Lucas was on that show, and uh, we we started talking about different things. And so where so you you right now, what time is it and where
3: are you at? It is 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I went to bed at like 1.45, and we are in Turkey. We're just wrapping up the project here, um, and then we'll be heading back on the next thing in maybe about three days, two days. Yep. Don't
2: you wish you could just sleep a little bit longer, but then you got this guy over here, Jimmy Lewis, texting you, bugging you to call him at <laughs> 6.30 in the morning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll so
1: say. I feel obligated to <laughs> <laughs> so so here so 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 the, but but the real reason you went over there was to race the uh the red bull sea to sky Ooh,
3: yeah yeah exactly we had an opportunity to come up uh to do a photo shoot in that location um in the mountains around the south of turkey um, and at the same time we started talking a little while ago about uh racing sea to sky with some of our actual legitimate pro athletes um, so not me, let's make that clear. And then, uh, things, things changed, plans kept changing. And next thing you know, they were asking me if I wanted to go race instead of help film it. Um, so even though I didn't feel ready, I kind of had to say, yes, you know, you don't really get those kind of <laughs> chances very often.
1: And so for those that don't know, so ski to see the sky is, um, it's put on by, uh, a, a, the, was it? Kemmer. Is that what they're called? The motorcycle club? That's.
3: Yeah, yep. is the city down there in the south, um, right on the Mediterranean Sea, and they got a motorcycle club there who who organizes it.
1: And they brought in Martin, the crazy guy that invented Romaniacs, to help it kind of push it up to the next level.
3: And yeah, and yeah. So they, well, a Turkish guy basically, or a group of them, tried to race Romaniacs uh, some years ago. I think what thirteen years ago. Yep. Um, and then they kind of. Saw what was going on and they thought hey you know what we can do this here as well um and it's from what i can tell uh, let me just go on a tangent here from what i can tell uh romaniacs is a different style of writing still so they're able to kind of maintain a different style of writing. and you look at rider's results and the results are different you have guys who do really well at sea to sky and then there are people who do even better than them at Romaniacs. Um, so it's, it's not like an identical race. Cause it's, so it's,
1: it's a little more, uh, drier terrain, a lot more like, um, rocks with traction, stuff like this. You race, yes. you race down the beach, things, things like this. So I, I have not done it. I've no. just, um, seen all the videos and talked to a few different guys that done it. So, uh, how, how did you do, uh, and the whole, the whole reason I'm, you know, I'm, you know, priming up to this is, uh, I want to get Ricky to do some extreme enduros. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> how did I do? Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, do you want a uh, context and excuses or do you want to just hear results?
1: Um, no, just, uh, to like over how do, okay. How did you feel that you did? How how in, in, in the Lucas scale of like, I, I sucked or I kicked ass. Where, where'd you, where'd you fit in there?
3: I I felt like I did really well in terms of my performance and my ability not to destroy the bike and not to destroy myself and to climb up. <laughs> In the ranking is every single day. Yeah, Wait, so, every single day. How many days is this? It's four, isn't it? Uh, four.
1: Yeah. So it's like, it's like four, yeah. four days of beating the hell out of it. But the one day is kind of like prologue slash beach race. So it's just a, it's like a party on the beach with your dirt bike. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they do, they do what uh, they do a, uh, a lower stage, a mountain stage, and then a race from the beach to the, essentially the sea to the sky.
3: Yeah, exactly. The names are a bit confusing because they call one the forest race. Uh, so you kind of race through the forest, but the forest is in the mountains. Uh, the next one is called the sky race, um, but you're still racing on the earth. Uh, you're just kind of <laughs> in more open terrain, um, uh, but still in the mountains. So you're still going in the woods and and all that stuff. Uh, and then the last one is called the mountain race, and you go from the beach to the top of Mount Olympus, if you can make it, or you just kind of go from the beach into the mountains. And so
1: Matt, Matt got all confused because we thought Mount Olympus was in Greece.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Because I remember Mount Olympus being a big deal in uh, Greek mythology.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's some debate going on about which one is the real true Mount Olympus, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. So you wrote up one of them or almost. (laughs) <laughs> yeah one of them so did you so you got to the the last checkpoint before the finish
3: um second to last second it's to last confusing. so there yeah so there are 10 checkpoints um but 11 total gates so the 11th checkpoint is the finish
1: and so you kind of you went you made it to the ninth one and what we would like an enduro term say houred out hour. Yeah.
3: Yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And you went over there with uh, Brock. Yep. Yep. With Brock
3: Waters from the Snow Bike side of our sponsorship activities. Yep. Um, and he he was he used that term houred out" um, when we got to that ninth checkpoint because he I don't I don't even know if he was if he realized what planet he was on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so how so how like, you know, you trail ride in Idaho and you guys definitely have some gnarly trails and stuff. How tough, how tough was this? Where was this on the level of difficulty?
3: Yeah, I would, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and it was basically like, I would say the hardest Idaho mountain single track, um, or general mountain West single track, like the hardest single track, um, that I've done, but over and over and over, just with no bridge. Constant, um, constant. So, yeah. So everything's rideable. There's no single obstacle that is like a 15 foot wall and you can't figure out how to make it up without completely destroying everything. So everything's rideable. Um, it's just not easy. Um, and you just kind of do it over and over. And See, Ricky, the worst part is it's doable. It's doable. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. See when you um,
1: retire from rally racing, part- this is, this is our, this is our plan is we, you got you gotta start getting invites to these things and you gotta take your buddy with you. That's me and I'll ride the, I'll ride the, whatever the, the old man or the B class. <laughs> I, I think you can yeah. probably get us an entry easier than I can. <laughs> you underestimate your power. <laughs> so, okay. So you're, you're, you're cruising along and it's, it's just, it's relentless. So we're talking about you running out of uh, energy in your body.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You get tired. Um, the first, the the, the, the first two off road days, um, so the forest and the sky, those are just hard, hard off road races. I would say I've only I haven't raced very much, so I don't have much context to say what's what's hard and what isn't. Um, but they're challenging. Um, but it's not it's not really it doesn't mentally break you down in a way. Uh, the thing that is hard is the last day because you know in the back of your head the finish line is at seven thousand six hundred feet. And you start at zero, right, so every time you go downhill, you get irritated because you know you have to go back <laughs> uphill, yeah, but about day we went up this this spectator point uphill, so we know it was hard because there were people watching and everybody's you know looking at us going through this this hill section. It was maybe I don't know like a ten ten or fifteen minute climb um Holy to go up, maybe the pros did it in like, like seven or eight minutes. I don't know how much. But anyways, the point is we went up this thing and you get to the top and you finally take a break, eat a snack, drink some water, and you start heading down and they send us back down the backside of this (laughs) mountain, basically, for another 20 minutes. And at that point, three hours in, then you just kind of know you're going to be just punished the rest of the day. I mean, you get to stop and look at beautiful scenery, don't get me wrong, but mentally you're thinking, man, every time we go down, we just got to go and do it all over again and go back up.
1: Yeah, I love extreme enduro. It's, it's, uh, I, I, so Romanix is the race that I finally threw in the towel. I said, I, I'm, I basically, I learned that I just don't have the skill that the top guys do to be able to do it. Cause you know, like you said, you thought it maybe took the top guys, if it took you 15 minutes and you thought it took them seven, it took them three, maybe. And, and were the, were, were the, were the spectators allowed to help?
3: Um, I don't know if there was a clear, uh, oh, no help rule. We were told that a lot of the local guys would have their friends up in the up in the trees helping them get pulled <laughs> along. But yeah, there was there was occasional helping going on, but it wasn't like uh, the obstacles were so big where you needed help to survive. It was just once in a while, some guys would get their front wheel pulled a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, you know, it um, you know really happens though, and I'll just uh, let you in on this from being up near the front. Every once in a while, I was in the front. I was usually right in the front where the top guys were in front of me on those really gnarly sections. And they got a little bit of help. And then right when I pulled up and got stuck in that same spot, like all the spectators left, because they want to go see the top guys at the next section. <laughs> and, and, and then that's, that's really why I didn't um, make some of the, the finishes. I had to have this, I was stuck in a mud bog in the, in, in the peat bogs out in France at the Gilles Zoulet classic one year. And I'm kidding you not like a four foot seven little old lady. Like she looks like the, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl that's on the cover of the Led Zeppelin album that's hunched over, dragging that big old, um, uh, you know, uh, what's a rickshaw of of faggots is what it would be because there's sticks (laughs) on the back of this thing. Uh, So I always like to use the appropriate language. Um, So it's like she came over and, and helped. No, no, she... she she screamed because she she was she was excited when especially when i roosted her full of mud which is i felt really bad but she came out and helped me pull my bike out of the the peat bog mess for forever but um (laughs) this is the stories you have from extreme enduro are like you know par done but uh well that's that's awesome i mean congratulations because i know you don't have a big racing background um and so it okay. you, you gotta you gotta thank Lucas. He's one of the he's one of the reasons that Climb has been uh, helping this show and uh Tech Talk Taco Tuesday out for a while. It's, he's the reason. You know, you know what's interesting is uh Ricky is one of these interesting cats that he gets to wear Alpine Stars gear when he races his uh rally bike, races your rally bike, and you wear fly gear when you ride Johnny's bike, yep. right? So maybe when he goes trail riding with Jimmy, we can get him in some climb, huh? <laughs> Well, he's a triple oh, hitter. Be interesting. That, triple hitter. Then. Yeah, that way. That way, <laughs> you, you, nice you could guy. have. You could have. That way, when it rains, you could literally have the best waterproof gear known to man. I, I I'm like, look at me. If if I got wet, I'd show shri- up like a witch. It rains I, so much out here, Jim. I have to be very careful when it does, so that's why I wear the climb gear. Yeah, all of it, especially the Gore-Tex. The clouds thing. today just teased us the whole time. I felt one drop hit me on the head, and I literally, that's why I didn't ride I hit. I went hiding today because I didn't have my gear ready to go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what what is, he's the communications manager. We, we, we talked about that earlier, George. You should have been paying attention. You can't
5: put the pockets back in the revolt pullover. over
1: Oh, um, we uh, did have you have an avid viewer? That's just pretty bummed out. <laughs> did you hear this? You Lucas? We got, pockets. we got somebody who wants to work in the R and D department. <laughs> he wants, he wants pockets back in the revolt pullover. And I totally agree, George. <laughs> I, 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 there's a third right there. Three people that actually own them. Two of them bought them full price and they want pockets back in the revolt pullover. There oh, oh you, did you steal mine? There you go. We'll get that. I wonder, I wonder, no, you wouldn't fit
2: There's in mine. Another, another, now,
1: now, now you got to send prototypes
2: just so they make sure it's the same, the yeah. same one that they had before.
1: Excel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is how you, this is how you do your product research. Just ask, just ask the people sitting around you. They'll tell you. <laughs> <So, laughs> They're pretty bummed out about those pockets not being there. They, they literally stood up. They were like going to rush the table over here. I know you can't see this, but <laughs> this is what happens. So, any cool new stuff? Yeah, well, I know I know some cool new stuff is coming out because I've tested it. Um, any any new stuff yeah. you can let us know about? Anything super top secret you want to drop on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday?
3: Oh man, well there is some super secret top top secret stuff to drop on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, but I don't know if I can do that. Uh, before we actually can go live with those products. So I'll tell you that look at whatever your local dealerships or stay tuned with Climb and everybody else um, starting around January 1st as you get into 2022 and you'll be able to see all the new stuff coming out.
1: Well, awesome. Uh, Lucas, congratulations. And so they, so, so they, you said they deported Brock out of the country,
3: out of Turkey. <laughs> no, no, they didn't actually deport him But he, he flew back about a day or two after the race finished.
1: And uh, did he crash into you at all during the race?
3: <laughs> no No, no he, I don't think he did Did he crash no. into anybody? Say, um, yeah, maybe Maybe <laughs> I think we get to see his full uh, footage uh, But it's definitely possible he crashed into someone But let me say this, Jimmy uh, on that fourth day, I'll try to wrap this up because it's uh it can be a really long story, but on that fourth day, uh, the mountain race, about five hours into the race is when I finally caught up to him, which I was trying to do the whole time. Oh, I saw the he video. Really good beat.
1: Hey, we got to, we got to talk yeah, about
3: it. Actually, I,
1: I should make a post with those videos. I should put those videos on dirt bike test because they are, it's, oh, yeah. you got, you got a whole series of them. There's like, it's kind of like four days. I watched, um, a couple of them, but I specifically watched the last day. Cause I just wanted to kind of see where you guys got. So g- keep going. This is a good story.
3: Yeah. So, so about five hours in, we finally caught, I finally cut up to Brock um, in this super gnarly, basically like a, a, a stream washout section on the side of the mountain, where if you were, if you were to look at that, you wouldn't think that there was any reason to ride a motorcycle up it um, from the bottom of it. So anyways, we started going up, and I saw him, I knew he was there. Eventually, I caught up, and maybe ten minutes after that, it came to this point where it was an even steeper washout, way way less ridden, and it was basically like a side hill with a little tiny notch to get your motorcycle across. And if your tires slip off, you're basically hosed because it's it's pretty loose, it's super steep, and everything below it is just sticks and rocks that are gonna tumble downhill. So you're basically screwed if you fall off that edge. Uh, you're gonna have to wait for the track marshals to come clean it up. And if you make it over that edge, and there was like a 10-foot vertical notch that we had to ride up, basically. It was maybe even longer than 10 feet. But anyways, so we get to that point, and we're so lucky that we're at that point at the same time. Because if there's nobody else there with you, nobody's going to help you. And if the guy in front, of you mix it up, he's not going to look back and make sure you made it. Because he's going to assume you made it because he did. Yep. So it's like a shoot action movie where these two heroes like happened to get to the same point at the same time to help each other. Like, Oh, yeah. what are the odds? You know, like, you know, <laughs> you, you, you couldn't have scripted this stuff. We got so lucky there. Uh, and then we both had to help each other get up. And then not uh, 45 minutes later, we timed out when we got, but to the But, last wait, but, where's,
1: but where, where, where's the part about like you passed him and you, you, you got in front of him and then you started apologizing for passing him and keeping going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we had to help each other. <laughs> That, it was a critical moment, and there was a hill climb, and and he didn't quite make it. Um, and then I went up; it made it a bit further, far enough up the hill where I could kind of zigzag around and get to the no, top. No, no need to go back uh, and get him. Well, yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> man, I mean, he he can survive. Like he can go back down the hill and try it again. So it's not like a life or death thing. <laughs> and and and. I had asked him right before that if I could go by him because I had obviously caught up to him, so I was feeling a little bit healthier, a little bit smoother. Yeah. Uh, And I'd asked him if I could go around. And Brock, Brock gets in this race zone where he's he's not really talking that much. His eyes are kind of like, kind of looking like past you, you know, like sounds like when he's doing.
1: Kind of sounds like when he's doing a photo shoot.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm only joking.
1: No, (laughs) No, I'm serious.
3: (laughs) yeah man. so i I had asked him like hey, hey man, you mind if I go around um but he didn't say yes so he didn't say no, he just kept riding, so I'm like, all right, well I guess I'll just have to find a time to pass him um <laughs> and and <laughs> well i will I will
1: do my best when we're done with these uh with these with this rally training stuff to get those uh videos up, but I'm
3: sure you can find
1: them are they, are they up someplace on climb or
3: yep yep they're on the climb Instagram page the climb facebook page, and also the climb climb motorcycle um YouTube.
1: Cool. YouTube. Yeah. So if you want to see, you know, all we ever do, do is get to watch videos of Graham Jarvis and, 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 you know, Billy Bolton, Manny lett making this stuff look too easy. You should really watch what a regular person looks like at extreme enduro and feels like. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm like at extreme enduro now. So it's, it's, it's good times. I, in, in the last, the wa- last one I raced, I did King of the Motos, uh, the one that I used to put on, I got to compete in it after I quit doing it. I actually stopped and um you know laid down on the ground and did some stretches and, you know <laughs> took took my backpack off and relaxed. Actually the, the time before that I was racing one in Hawaii, I took my took all my gear off and laid in the forest and cooled off. So this is this is the new the new extreme <laughs> enduro's <laughs> you know it's not it's not like normal yeah, racing. Yeah. So, well, Lucas, thanks a lot for getting up early over there in Turkey. Hopefully they uh, let you leave the country and, uh, and we will see you when, uh, when we get back and Matt, Matt said he's working on that proposal. Yeah,
0: yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely heard
1: about because I've, because I've been able to hear the conversation. <laughs> well, all he's been doing is working on making road books because he wants to impress Ricky Brayback. <laughs> so, okay. Well, awesome. You have a good day and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon.
3: Great. Thanks for me. Take see you, Thanks,
1: prepared. Lucas. Yep. See ya. Yep. okay everybody that was lucas Eddy from climb he's uh it's it's really cool because the, the 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 people at climb are big enthusiasts i mean from from when they started the company these are guys that were real riders and all the people down there they're all different kinds of facets of riding from the from the snow side of the world off to the off-road side of the world and it's uh, kind of cool to you know be part of that group of people and test some of their stuff because they they have crazy ideas sometimes and um some of them really come to fruition make really good things except for taking the pockets out of the revolt pullover was that was that was, that. that was uh, a <laughs> bad move yeah i tell you know what's funny is i totally i've thought that for a long time and i've never said anything because i actually switched over to that other pullover pull? no it's not my fault i'm not a designer i, I forgot to <laughs> you
5: gotta
1: hook up the fly or something no oh no, no. Hit, ricky? hit ricky Ricky has a hookup with fly switch. Cause they
5: don't have pockets. In the I think it's, it's,
1: it's really probably, cool. yeah, it's probably less. And I, I don't know. I'm, I it think,
5: funny, but it,
1: um, I think, I think that they're just different, you know, like different pieces. I think they wanted it to actually be lighter. It's more like a mid layer thing. In reality, I wear them all the time. I wear them on the outside. I like the orange one. Cause it looks like a vest, I like the orange vest, safety vest I make you crazy helpers wear at the school. So Oh, let's get to the next uh, next question. Oh, shootouts.
2: I mean, I feel like you can find the shootouts almost anywhere. You can. Do you believe them? No. No, because you know some of the guys that are doing them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same guys that do all of them. Yeah. It, so, Not all of them, but like the same guys from every magazine that do them. So so
1: Matt, like, Matt Watson says, this is where you read it. Right,
2: he wants. To, he, wants to, he wants to know if you're doing the shootout, with Jimmy Lewis, no. and what your thoughts are on the
1: best 250F. Um. So are we? Are we going to do a shoot? Actually, I think he was probably asking Trevor that question because Trevor's more of the shootout that guy, that guy or they he's kind of really doing a lot of, more of the the bike testing these days. So no, we're not going to do a shootout. And I'll tell you why. Um, because it's a a it's a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> Uh to to get and here's here's where it's not a giant t- pain in the ass for these other guys. Because these other guys they say, come and pick up my bike and prep it for me and meet me at this track. This is what the other media guys do. So so they have their 250 F. They got it at the intro, and some of them have ridden it all probably about two or three hours, and they want brand new tires and brand new graphics and everything brand new on it. And the other guys have probably ridden the piss out of it, and they want brand new tires and brand new graphics and brand new everything. And prep it and bring it back out and so this is what the manufacturers a lot of times do because they want to make sure the bike's performing at its top level it's in good shape so who knows you know whether they get the suspension completely serviced or you know how much go through goes on because when i was doing it at dirt rider those bikes never left my possession from the day i got them until we did the shootout and i made sure that they all had roughly the same amount of hours on it so if they had 10 hours on them they all had 10 hours on them. if they had 20 hours on them they all had. So there wasn't like a fresh one in a like a worn out one. And sometimes that was difficult because sometimes you planned your shootout based on when you got the last bike. So that last bike, you got it and then you had to make sure it went to the track for two or three days to catch up to where all the other bikes had been. But so we would do our own air filters, change our own oil. Um, we would some, most of the times we would, we would have tires put on the bikes. So we put all the bikes on the same tires or put the bikes back on to stock tires. Usually like Dunlop would, you know, offer to, give us all brand new tires and we'd get those put on. So, you know, at the time we called them Dunlap J would come out and mount up tires. Uh, sometimes we would actually do it, but anyway, so, so in that, it's just a big pain in the ass. Then, you know, whether you're renting a track or you're going to a track day or however it works, that's kind of a fiasco, but really the the key of this is getting however many bikes there are five or six or however many guys you're going to use in total, impartial, decent test riders to come out and ride the motorcycles to give you feedback. So most guys, other media outlets, it's just like, Hey bros, come out and let's go moto for a day. And there's guys that are going to set the sag free every time you get on the bike and they're, they're going to make you a sandwich and they're going to give you food. And there's <laughs> all the free drinks you can drink. And I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm I'm not exaggerating. And so you know, I mean, some kind of testing goes on during during these things. Um, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just a ride. At the end of the day, it's a ride day for your bros on brand new bikes.
5: Ricky started this where he hates the shootouts,
2: so why do you hate the shootouts? I don't hate the shootouts. <laughs> I just don't believe them.
1: Yeah, yeah. because
2: for it, this exact same reason. Well,
1: it's it's the, nobody nobody really takes it that serious, and we we really tried to, and it was. And after doing this, we tried to have as much objective information in there. So we would do like lap times and a lot of you know, guys have tried to do lap times and stuff, but they would just say, okay, you go out and they, you know, go do, go do laps whenever. And then it really depends on when the bike is on the track at what time with what rider on it based on what lap times they get. So we were trying to do these in controlled environments. So we take all the bikes and we run them in moto in literally in motos and, and try to so that all the bikes were on the track at the same time with every rider on every bike. And then you could kind of see if there was any variances and at the end of the day, we would average these times together. And between all the bikes, there was maybe like a, a two second variance, which could be just, that's not that much when they were all averaged out. And we used to th- throw out like the worst lap of every bike and the best lap of every bike, just because there were anomalies, but we had a way that we tried to make it. And it's like, and we, we, at the end of the day, the riders didn't know their lap times. We didn't let it, we didn't tell them what their lap times were. We would tell them and we'd ask them, which bike were you fastest on? Which bike were you slowest on? Which bike did you like the best? All these, you know, these different questions that they could answer that we kind of put it all together. And I promise you the bike that they always felt the fastest on was never the bike. They were the fastest on the one they felt the slowest on was usually one they were quicker on because they were riding smoother. Uh A lot of times. And so, so the one with the quote, most power and all, you know, it was, it just turned into like, you're trying to extrapolate all this information and deliver some solid, you know, information to the consumer. It was, it was just hard. So I went away from picking from ranking one, two, three, four, five, you know, whatever it was, because, you know, you could assign point system and all it takes is one ding dong test rider to 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 be a buddy with you know one manufacturer guy or be a test rider for a manufacturer which happens as well and they can throw the whole they can literally throw that whole result so we would kind of try to collectively pick a winner and then say and then try to describe the bikes like like this bike overall was our was we could kind of agree on this one being our favorite but it's just it just the shootouts are kind of I don't know. Uh, the, The bikes are all so good. It's really hard to, to do it, but to actually, you know, when they, these guys all organize these shootouts and, you know, maybe you can relate to one of the riders and if the rider is able to actually give his, his opinion, maybe his opinion matters and stuff. And you can pick and choose information from it to do a shootout to actually pick a winner is kind of ridiculous. Riding bikes back to back at a similar location will tell you how those bikes work at that similar location, provided you set the bike up properly. And I've rarely ever see quote test riders in a shootout scenario, take the time to do the bike setup that's necessary. And when we were doing these, we had a couple of guys and Chris Kiefer used to work for us at dirt rider. Um, and he's really good at doing setup. He understands and has good feel for the bike. It's funny because me and him had almost exactly the same like setup likes. We ride differently and he was definitely faster than me at that time, but, if, if Chris set up a bike, I could hop on it and really like it. And, but we also could know that maybe our setup was a little bit off for everybody. So we could find balance settings for everybody. And then there was other guys like Chris Barrett, who's another one of my really good test riders and Chris Barrett could set up a bike for a high level intermediate or pro, you know, a guy was really riding the bike hard and I hated it, you know? And so we, we kind of have this, you know, between three or four of us, different test riders, we'd be able to come to a we call it a baseline setting, a pretty good baseline setting. And then, and then that's the way the bikes kind of got ridden for most of the guys that didn't have the time to, to teeter totter around with settings. But if somebody complained about a bike and here's when we were doing the shootouts, the, it took, I didn't care if you, if you liked a bike, you were on it and off it. It's the bike that you didn't like. If you complained about it in, in your evaluation sheets and stuff, I wanted to know what you did to fix it like you weren't allowed to say oh the suspension sucks and walk away. I wanted to know I wanted to know why the suspension sucked, like what didn't you like about it? And then what did you do to fix it? And then did it work or didn't it work? Did you did you try some things? Cuz you could tell right away very quickly whether someone knows how to fix things. And you've got these manufacturers there that generally know what to do, what to do. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's like you have a factory suspension technician there that, that, that you, you can say, Hey, I think this thing's like, it's, it's a little bit stiff in the front end. I'm not really able to get it to turn. And instead of going, Oh, you need to soften up the front end. They go, yeah, your ride height's a little low in the rear. You might want to bring the rear up or maybe open the rebound on the rear up. And you're like, well, let's complaining about the front, but they know their bike and they know oh, yeah, the rebounds a little slow. They open up and bang, all of a sudden it works. And then, then you can say, Hey, a lot of people complain about this bike being hard to turn and a little stiff in the front or something, but just opening up the rebound fixes it. And so we, you, we, that's how you find a good test rider. Somebody that'll actually go and ask the question or explain to them the feedback that they don't like. And then you have a guy that's usually right there, ready to do it. And most guys get off the, they're like, Oh, how'd it work? Ah, oh, you know, it was, it was, it was okay. And then psh, off where's the, where's the hamburger. <laughs> so shootouts. That was um, a big answer, Jimmy. What are your thoughts on the best 250F? I'm
2: I, Holy I, I, I
1: haven't, oh boy, haven't <laughs> no, I haven't haven't ridden all of them. It's it's gonna be really hard to beat the Yamaha on the motor. <clears throat> um Honda made a big improvement uh this year and just they they got a little bit more power out of their bike. That one's a really light handling um bike. The Kawasaki is a good solid package. Uh the Suzuki is the same old Suzuki it's ever been. If you just I I think it's down on power, probably doesn't isn't suspended as good as the other bikes probably doesn't handle as good. But for most people, you know, you'd have to be kind of like a pretty high level novice to intermediate and like an inner racing intermediate before you would really suffer. And in fact, some of the characteristics of Suzuki are probably better for the novice riders and some of the other bikes that are getting a little more high strung. Um, KTMs and Huskies and stuff are high strung. I don't know. They're all good. I think the Yamaha would win. It's probably going to win every shootout out there. I'm guessing. I haven't looked at them yet. Isn't that pretty much what it has been doing for the <laughs> It last has few been years? It has been for the last few years. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to explore what's new and improved for 2022. We've ridden both these bikes. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance and powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, And new suspension settings for the look of a full factory ride. Both the YZ450F and YZ250F (laughs) come in an exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take your shorts name all over it. Precision turnability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry's only free Power Tuner app. And if you can unleash the Power Tuner app on any of the Yamaha's. I kid you not. It that takes the bike to the next level because you can literally make the bike do everything better with the power tuner app because you can tune the power the way you want it. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to find your YZ and enter the victory zone. Is that two thumbs up, Logan? How I do? One stumble. Couple out
6: words,
1: but yeah, no ums. Yeah, good, good. Next question: What is Todd? <clears throat>
2: Albert. Rico. You don't want to answer Adam's question? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did I skip (laughs) Adam? He just wants to know
1: why why his buddy's hub broke. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. Hey, Ricky, because it's a Honda question. Adam James wants to know, I was on an off-road trail ride with a guy on a CRF250L, and his rear hub broke. What a POS. That stands for... pile of whatever Honda is a shadow of its former self I, I don't think this is a question I think this is a statement I think why, it's a statement why do you think <clears throat> just, just, just out of curiosity from what you know from years of experience why would a rear hub break on a CRF250L well I broke a rear hub at Vegas Trino from hitting
2: a rock but didn't stop my ride how hard did you hit that rock uh, probably a lot harder than this guy on the 250L. So you would suspect that this guy hit something really hard. Or maybe his axle nut or something. wasn't Or hit uh, it harder than he should uh, have.
1: Dude, I've never... How many hubs have you heard breaking on CRF250Ls? That's the first one. That's the first one for me, well, too. there's no picture, so there's no proof. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm going to believe Adam, but, you know... Maybe a sprocket was loose. Yeah, sprocket bolts could have been loose. He could have got, you know... I've been telling, I've been telling people I know that sometimes they let their spokes get a little bit loose, like, you know, right from the, right from the get go. And then that's just a, that's just a death, an early death sentence for a wheel. Right, Jimmy? (laughs) Right, Logan? Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that, but, um. Uh, Why were you on an off-road trail ride with a guy in a CRF 250 L? I mean, come on. There's so many red in that question. I only ride with guys in like, you know, Hoosaberg 570s. So I would like to point out. Everybody's reaching for the bell. Look at that. Nobody's, (laughs) it's so overdone. I rode a Hoosaberg 570 all weekend. Yeah. There you go. Hey, you,
2: you, you can, uh, you can, uh, Say Todd's question. Cause that's way too long for me to read. Logan, come over here.
1: Get back on the show. You're, <laughs> Logan, we need, back. this is a paragraph question, dude. Were you watching what Matt was doing? Are you learning how this works? Yeah. So did you watch how
0: he turned the show on? No. Damn. I showed him the two buttons that he needs to press
1: to turn the show on well okay I guess there's three or four but still
5: I think Logan might be a world class raiser because Ricky reads about as good as Logan
1: <laughs> oh there's hope for you hey he reads a That's map cool. book pretty damn good I don't know how he does it like I still don't it's the symbol it's a symbol it's not complete senses <laughs> yeah
2: it's broken up into language I could speak mm-hmm. yeah arrows <laughs>
6: <laughs> is it Todd
1: yeah um, Step up to that microphone, there, Logan. Yeah, yeah where you can slide, 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 you can slide, slide, slide in just two. a little bit, a little bit that way, and you'll be good. Yeah, okay, give me, give me a little check. Give me a little check.
6: Check, Todd. One more time, <clears throat> Todd. Okay. <laughs> I ahead. don't know his last name. Oh no.
1: It's, it's, got it. You keep keep reading. Uh,
6: he's on his 2014 KTM 200 XCW.
1: I got one of those for sale.
6: 200 hours on it. Coolant leak into cylinder. Bike started losing power noticeably. Compression tested low, so I put a new piston top end on vertex B and new gaskets. Replaced pistons was pretty beat for 75 hours of trail. Worse than the first piston at 125 hours. I did not measure the bore, but there was no severe serious damage and looked good. New piston rings. Gap with a specific spec per the manual. After the two hours on the bike, it was noticeably weak and would sputter occasionally. Tried new spark plug as problem morsened. Removed the new plug to see it was blue from coolant. I've tried the following with no luck. Bike runs rough and coolant quickly builds up in the exhaust. Tip. New head gasket twice, new base
1: head gasket. Head gasket or O-rings? Gasket. Okay.
6: Twice. New base gasket twice, retorqued head per manual, tried alternate torque wrench,
1: replaced head with OEM head. So I think that head has O-rings, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so if you put a gasket in there, I'm saying it's because you put a gasket in there, but um, I don't think that question is done yet. And and it's not done yet. I think yeah. So the the first thing that struck is like, okay, you're losing cool. something is seriously wrong. So, Couple things, just to kind of go. If it's a if it's a leak around the head gasket, it rarely leaks into the motor. Generally, the motor pressurizes the coolant system, so it 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 puts pressure in there, and then um, generally it bl- it it ends up blowing it off. It it'll burn. It'll some will go in there. It'll burn it off. But it pressurizes the coolant system. The coolant starts looking pretty crappy, and um it it's it's really foamy oh you know a lot of the time so that's the in my experience that's what i've noticed with the uh the head when it's a leak at the head gasket so i don't know if he's uh if he's listening or watching maybe he can um maybe he can uh poke around and give me a little bit more specifics on that um the so so i'm sitting there going where could the coolant be coming from because if it leaks in through the impeller or something it's just going to go into the transmission it's not going to get in there maybe the base gasket but the same the same sort of thing where it doesn't really pressurize as much as the base gasket but i haven't trying to think if there's that many passages to go through there. And usually it's pretty obvious when you tear it apart. Uh, Maybe there's some place that it could be through the casting, but I've never, I've never seen this on KTM. Well, but like I said, warped head, then it's a, then it's, then it's going to pressurize it um, to the same thing. So, but that's your primary, that's your, my primary problem. And the fact that it's losing power, uh, that's a whole different thing. And generally it too eh, depends on how hard you're riding it, but 200 hours. I'm wondering if the, if the, if the cylinder could be starting to get a little bit out around. Um, But I doubt it. I mean, I, mine has probably 150 hours on it and it's it's still, still tight. And I've only put a single piston into it. I think right now it's on its second piston that I know of Um, my other one that has like 500 hours on it. That thing's on piston four. Stock cylinder, so I've, I've never had coolant loss issues. So where could it go? Where could it go? Sounds it's like he like needs a new bike. More
5: follow-up.
1: Follow follow up. More follow-up. Uh, yeah, Bob's raising his hand.
5: He's just not spending enough money.
1: Not spending uh-huh. enough money. What kind of ECE do you have on it? No. So he said he replaced it with a stock head, right? Oils. He- oh so, so oem head so he oh, d- he, did he took it a, he took an oem head off and put another oem head on cuz i know there's some people that make some aftermarket uh heads i don't uh, you know what the the chat room might come um to uh to the rescue here but i i've not had any experiences like that i'm just trying to think where so he's finding coolant in the exhaust is what he was saying right
5: mm-hmm. he also made a reference to blue on the spark plug yeah, yeah. from coolant
1: from coolant. Yeah. I, you I didn't know. That? No. Okay, what what is, Ricky? No, 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 no. I was just a, like saying, yes, yeah, he said, he said that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know why that would turn the, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you generally the, the, the spark plug will sort of like get white crispies and <clears throat> rust. It'll actually look like it rusts a little bit when there's, when there's water going in there, but I'm just, I'm just not seeing where it's going to get in there other than the head or the base gasket, or maybe there's some sort of a casting or there's an issue with a casting, that it that maybe he put too long of a bolt in in like one of the power valve cover Correct. bolts or something uh it's leaking it's in in it you know somehow it's it's something is leaking up into the into the power valve down into the exhaust power valve and getting in there there cuz it would it, even if it was dripping into the into the exhaust power valve so tear that apart that chamber in there and see if that looks like there's water in there and because it would suck some of that back in there at certain times when it was running. Uh, yeah, more information needed to provide an accurate answer, I think. So I'm wondering. those. But, but if you want to sell it real cheap, I can d- diagnose the problem and um, it's, tell you it's not worth very much. Did he say he checked the heads or the cylinders? He, he, repla- he said he replaced the, the head. But if the one head, like I said, if the one head is warped, usually you can see it on the with the O-rings. You can see where it goes past it. Yeah. do we gotta do we, oh gotta, no i think the notes are out of order because there
0: there was more to that question oh oh give me that it, damn thing. it wasn't it wasn't gonna it, it didn't
1: like add anything Did anything to it yeah it was just like more more background Did he say he had a c-concept seat no he didn't unfortunately what about ddc sprockets no was he wearing climb gear was not wearing climb gear right
5: okay like, then, oh, then
1: the sheets were out of order
2: yeah, he, if you right, would, have, he, if he, you
5: if you he would, have, from
1: Rocky Mountain. hey, we're yeah, back on it. Logan's gonna read the rest. And if you're buying from Rocky Mountain, oh, click through the little link question. on one of you our stories. Question, yeah, uh, click through one of the links on our stories at uh, at uh, Dirt Bike Test, and we get a little chunk of the action. It helps bring you the thing, but yeah, you should order all your parts from Rocky Mountain. And uh, I, I think that
4: said he checked the head.
1: Or the cylinder to see if they were black? He didn't say he, check, he put a new head on it. But usually if you put a new head on on a warp cylinder, it'll warp itself right back into position, is my experience, because I've done this before. So, next question.
6: Where is that? Okay. Greg Rosen?
1: So, Logan, I have to ask, oh. is, is it is it do you, do you, are you going through puberty? Do you have a little bit of a cold or do you get kicked in the balls? Uh, Cold. Cold, okay. Just checking. <laughs> Don't get Ricky sick.
6: Have you tried injecting moose lube into the exalt, exalt uh, auxiliary valve stem when it's time to add a little loop, maybe warm the lube up in the sun or in a microwave. So it would go through a syringe.
1: So I have done this before, um, but not, not using a syringe. I actually used a, a grease gun like a, like a, like a kind of a grease gun that was able to, I was able to put it in there and pump it into the, into the tire. So um, yeah, I have, I've done this before on, on a, on a moose that I felt that wasn't lubed up enough. And uh, but generally the, the out here um, you wear the tire out before the moose lube dries up and it's hot and whatever, but you guys, your moose is always coming out lubed up. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand the question. Like, what but do you? He's, he's. Once, I think he's had a moose in a, in a tire for a long time, and he's worried that the lube is drying up or lube's going away. He I probably don't. used he probably used like oil soap or something instead of lube. But no, he might maybe use real lube. But I don't think it dries up if you use like normal. If you use lube. good moose lube, it generally doesn't dry up, but it can. And especially How, after what? like Two years? A year? Yeah, six months in some people. I mean, if you're not riding. Yeah, it could, it could and I know it pools. I know if you if you let your bike sit for like six eight months, the the lube will, it'll literally dry up on one side of the tube and pull up to the other side. Because I yeah. pulled wheels off that have been sitting on bikes for a while, and it's pretty amazing. Next question:
6: George with his seventeen KTM five hundred EXCF three hundred hours has a small weep from the valve cover. A guy told me about a hundred hours ago not to worry about it. Now it's a bit worse, and I'm concerned it may stain my climb gear or CD boots, or maybe even soil my DDC. Sprocket or yeah. Takamoto Co. turn signals. Right. I'm not too worried about it affecting the Scott stabilizer or double take mirrors. What's your opinion?
1: He, he's he's more worried. He's really what he's, he's really more worried is about is that he, the oil would he, actually he blow. He even it. sent a photo to, the, to show the, what's exactly going I on. I saw
2: this in yeah. my garage today. Okay. I
1: walked by and saw the this. photo for the Yeah. So, here. yeah. So, so I saw this in my garage today <laughs> and I walked by and I realized it's the, so what it is, is the, it's the the nut that's on the top of the the valve behind cover the, the nut that's behind the wheel no <laughs> it's the one nut on the front i don't know if that's the let me think about this the right le- it's on the front left side of the motor the nut that goes into the it's the it's the washer underneath that nut looks like it's just torn or maybe that nut's not torqued down properly it's coming out of there it'll come out all over the place it'll it'll work its way out so here's my question to you how much oil is it leaking while you're riding, like you go ride 150 miles. How is, do you have a noticeable amount of oil down in your screen? Oh, I
5: don't check that. You
1: don't check it. So the answer is in no. Between
5: like mile oil. He's just worried.
1: That, it's going to get on his
2: gear.
5: He's
1: worried about it getting on his sticker. You know, his sticker that's on this
5: yeah. bike. He's yeah, worried so about he, it covering up. He's his not sticker. worried about
2: how much it's leaking. He's worried about how much, how much more can it leak before it hits his gear and his
1: uh, yeah. dDC no. sprockets. And no, he, no, he's stickers and. He's just trying to promote all my sponsors, what he's yeah. trying to do. <laughs> he just wants us to talk about him is what he's really trying to do. That's why he bought spots on the show. So thank you, George, for sponsoring the show. Um, and every time we talk about him, he's not even up there. No, it, trying to time it better. No, he, he, he was. He, he was. was up there. You guys literally just missed it. So, but, and this was, so I'm trying to sell this guy who was in my class this week and I'm trying to sell him one of my bikes. I let him ride one of our rental bikes and he wanted to buy a 400, a KTM 400 with a California license plate, which is easily worth 4,000 bucks. And so he went and rode it on a hundred mile tour and he came back and there was oil weeping out of the um, shift shaft seal, oil leaking out of the, you know, the, the counter shaft seal, oil leaking out of the Kickstarter shaft seal all the places that KTM RFS bikes leak almost all the time. And he was like, really, he was a little bit worried out of him. And there was actually enough at one point to where it did a couple drips off the skid plate because this bike is like most bikes that are, that are kind of set up a little bit competition oriented um, has, has an overflow a vent tube that vents to atmosphere. And I run it down along the backside of the cylinder into the pocket between the, the the electric starter motor in the in the cylinder and so when you're riding high rpm uh, roads down you guys did some big high rpm roads it breathes a little oil out there and the oil kind of condenses in the you know because it's it's sucking it in and blowing it out and it condenses inside of the uh, tube and then when you stop the bike it drips down and then it works its way down and drips onto the skid plate and it kind of The way the motors are designed, it sort of will actually, if you overfill the motor, it'll sort of self-level itself. It'll go to the ideal amount of oil inside of your motor because it's flying around in the transmission and it's getting evacuated out of the crankcase and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. If you have a little bit too much, the pressure pushes it up and it kind of ends up staying up in the, in this case, it actually to get out of that motor it has to go through the center of the spinning cam and then out through a breather tube. And then out through this other breather tube, usually it'd go into the back of your airbox boot and then pool up there. That's why RFS four strokes smoke a lot when you ride them down steep downhills, shock, shock, failure.
5: Shock failure. <laughs> when the oil pulls up your airplane and it jumps out.
1: <laughs> Oh, well that, that can happen too. Yeah. For some people that aren't very smart. So, so anyway, so, so yeah, it, it kind of, it, this one was probably filled a little bit high and they rode down a 70 mile an hour dirt road for a little while. And so a little bit of oil split out. So he's really, really concerned about all the oil leaking. And I, I, the first thing I did is walked over. Wipe the screen off because that also weeped out of the oil. You know, it weeps out just enough to kind of get a little covering dirt. So I walked over there, looked at it, the oil was right in the middle of the line. I'm like, that's no big deal. I go, I could replace all those seals for you in about an hour and put them all back in. And for eh, the next 10 hours it probably won't leak that much and then it will start doing this again this is just the nature of you know the shafts are now a little bit worn and there's the cases are a little bit worn it weeps a little bit but until you're actually losing a noticeable amount of oil hell my buddy dave just rode from tacati down to cabo on a we call it old smoky it's his 2012 ktm 500 every time you fired up makes a big puff of smoke and uh he didn't ever add oil to it. He did one oil change halfway through the ride and called it good. So don't worry about this stuff. It's not important. Isn't that what I told you a hundred hours ago? Yeah. still the same. It's looking like it's a little more. I would change out that. I would, I, at this point, You're I mean, ordering. one, that's
5: why I took the tank off. It's ordered. Right.
1: You know, Parts are ordered. Jordan and Rocky mountain are through are our
5: link. Absolutely right. Yeah. And those four screws.
1: Yep. 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 George is on it,
5: but I can still ride it. I'll put the tank on the
1: rider. Yeah. it Yeah. <laughs> When it breaks after I told him to do this, he'll just have to sell it to me at a cheap rate. Okay, Logan, what we got
6: Eric. Her mom is dead. Oh yeah. My Voyager pros ambient air temperature is all of a sudden reading hot 247 degrees. It does normally read 10 to 15 degrees hot, probably from the radiator heat. Do you think the dock temp sensor is bad?
1: I think you're radioactive. (laughs) I think you're you're nuclear and you don't realize it. You could you could be literally ready to explode at any moment, and you should be careful. I would try, yeah, I'm pretty sure there could be a bad sensor in there. I would try, um, make sure you do the software update. I actually did all my units today. I software updated, and I think the last numbers on the software are 115. It was 050 was what I went to, but so and there's a software update, and sometimes these little glitches can be fixed. Maybe you're reading in some sort of... Um, other degrees like maybe you've got special who knows you know and and that maybe your sensor is sitting on something that's hot maybe it got pinched between like an electrical wire and it's running current through it who knows and bob's raising his hand because he knows how to he knows how to fix electrical problems
4: but the uh, the only the
0: pipe gets above Right. Degrees.
1: Yeah. And those things are just hanging. They're on a little pigtail. That's, that's a, that's a couple inches long off of the dock. So I don't, um, I don't really know, uh, what, what would cause that because nothing else looks that awkward. Um, engines only at 169 but your air temperature is 247 degrees so something's wrong there um and i guarantee if you call up Trailtech uh, trail tech and and uh, if it's an issue they'll probably take care of it they seem to be really good with customer care on that kind of stuff so good luck to you
6: john jackson at the dakar rally will the tire rules be the same this
1: year this question's for me ricky
6: As is the (laughs) transition to the digital route book going.
2: Uh, the tire rule is actually we get one set of tires a day, so it'll be a little bit nicer for us. We won't have to go two days on one rear tire. Um, and for the digital road book, we actually, that's going forward, but it's going forward really slowly. Um, For the Dakar 22, we're not going to have digital. They're saying for 23, we might have digital. So until then, we don't really know. But uh, I think they're still working on it. And there's, you know, some issues here and some issues there. And uh, I'm sure by the time we race with it, they'll be fixed. Yeah, they can't.
1: They can't. The organization can't provide something that's screwed up. Yeah. But the cars are already using digital, correct? Yeah, they don't have sunlight over their head in the cars though either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and their and unit it, their units not hanging off the front of a motorcycle. Yeah, either. not getting bounced around as much. So you're still getting you're still getting roadbooks, all the roadbooks in the morning though. Right all, before the all, stage. Yeah. All the roadbooks are in the morning. Um, no speed limit for the bikes
2: still. And uh one set of tires per day. So kinda um,
1: other than that, all the all the same. All the same, yeah. Did, did you only, did you get the road books only in the morning in Morocco also? Or did you get them the night before? No, we got them in the morning. Morning. Yeah. Yep. So same same rules and stuff like that. Yeah. So all... Uh, and we have like new waypoints now, which are horrible. Good.
5: Are the Americans coming?
2: Yeah, the Americans. The Americans are coming. The Americans are coming. Hey, Andrew got third. Can you
5: those
1: shirts anywhere? Mm-hmm. Andrew got Of course third. So you can get those shirts anywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. RickyBrebeck.com. Yeah. Andrew got third in the Dubai stage today. Yeah. Wait, that was... Well, it was yesterday, but today. Yeah. Something like that. We don't talk about racing shit. Forgot. Damn it. Breaking your own rules. That's oh, okay. We talked about target. see the Sky for like 30 minutes. Yeah. That wasn't a race. race. That was a torture. A good what? <laughs> a
5: van. You know, oh.
2: <laughs> Maybe next next week, we're going to have a new sponsor.
1: A new sponsor for the vans. No. Yeah. Well, for the show. For the show. You can you can take rental vans. No. You, Vancation, Reynolds, Vancation rentals. Vancation rentals. <laughs> Who
5: is
2: that? The a van company. Do they, they have? Rent, they rent out va- vans. Bar
1: Camp ben. worthy. Camp worthy vans. So Camp worthy vans. what Can you put motorcycle in them? Yeah, you could put. Yeah. 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 So you could go to Glamis, dune goon it up in a van. Yeah, you can. And it's got a shower. You go to Pahrump. In your van? you, now, could, you have that? Oh, is that?
4: You have that
1: in your van now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't see that and a cat he's got a, it can, and, it could come with a cat yeah, my cat can soma. Selma <laughs> Jimmy's fat little cat 50-50 let's see yeah dude a cat's getting big let's see yeah. uh, questions from are we, we got any more one more one more uh, KTM 390 Adventure Brain
6: Tonic Q
1: whoa the, do that name again I, I Thank you. Tonic Q yeah I actually like a, you nailed it he nailed That's it. The best I got. Brain tonic. It's oh, okay. Here we go. You, you, you yeah. pronounce it, Logan?
6: It's Baja ha.
1: Ba-ha-ha-ha-ha. Ba-ha-ha-ha. friend, Logan can't even say it. Ba-ja-ja. Baja ja, baja 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 ja baja Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Baja. that's not even a question, no, no <laughs> no. It's a correction, yeah, okay, you know, I just saw in the chat uh uh Kyler Stoker says along the line of broken hub thinking, all new dirt bikes are so expensive, they're all pieces of s- pis <laughs> piles of sugar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all too expensive, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Rick has a good question. It's for uh, for Ricky. Rick Grom wants to know: Is rally more mentally hard or physically hard for you, Ricky? We know navigation is tricky at speed, but do you ride hard like Baja or is it more like Vegas Torino style of riding? However many days it is, uh, I'd say it's a mix. I'd say it's a mix between both Vegas Torino and
2: Baja style. Uh, Baja, I mean you could pre-run. So that if you could pre-run your race on race day, it better be pretty effing easy for you. Uh, and you Vegas, just, it, then, then it's just how fast can you ride? How fast exactly? How fast can you ride? And then Vegas Trino is fast roads with last minute dangers, you know, cause you're going so fast, but, uh, definitely the, the mental side of things is, is hard after reading a road book, you know, for 13 days, uh, A lot of people don't understand, but once you're done reading the road book, you know, when you're going home, you don't really realize how tired you are until you get on the plane and and go home, you know, when your brain starts to shut off. Uh, As far as like the fatigue for your body, um, there's days that are super difficult. Then there's days that are somewhat difficult. But I mean, we we, we have a masseuse, you know, like two masseuse people. So we get massages every day and, you know, we take supplements and we, you know, drink
1: electrolytes. So we try to, st- we try to stay, you know, hydrated. So, but some days I think you'd agree with me on this. Some days are like easy navigation, but hard riding And net net. You're the same tired as some days that are easy riding and hard navigation. You're just like this. It's just this level of kind of drained. Yeah. There's like a fine line,
2: you know, like if, you know, so you, Some days you're going to be mentally fatigued and then the other days you're going to be physically fatigued and you have to find, you know, the happy medium of where you could do both at 90% and make it 13 days.
1: Yeah. But in, in, in Baja or Vegas Torino, you never ride as slow as you do. Sometimes during rally, you would never go that slow in Baja or Vegas Torino, except in a pit. I'd never go how slow. What do you mean? Like when you're really like gnarly navigation, trying to figure stuff
2: out when it gets confusing. I mean, sometimes, yeah, we go a little bit slow, but also in Baja, you're going to go a little bit slow here or there. And same with Vegas Trino, you're going to go slow at times. and Maybe in a pit. And sometimes at the rally, you're going slow for a little bit, but the average pace of a route is really fast. Yeah, the average pace of a rally is going to be your – freaking average pace of Vegas Trino and you're navigating. Yeah. And
1: you're hoping you don't miss, you know, but it's dangerous. It's super it's super, super fast. But then there's little there's these little tidbits of technical sections and rally where you you could you could ride it faster if there was marks. If there were if there were arrows on all the turns, you'd just be pinned. Yeah. But you're not pinned. You're you can't you're there's rocks, there's canyons, your brain can't think that fast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, I, I think no matter what you do, you're racing, you're going to push to the limit of whatever it is. And whether that's pushing your brain or your body
2: or your bike. Well, or then there's, you know, you, your sleep schedule's jacked up. You have like, for instance, I follow Jake Ariebred on Instagram. Yeah. He went, you know, he's in Dubai right now at his first rally ever there. The second day they had a marathon stage. And I think he put, po- put, posted something on Instagram saying uh, something about like the bivouac being loud and noisy. <laughs> he said, he said the bivouac noise is a real thing. Nothing worse than trying to sleep through people's generators all night, side-by-sides revving to the moon and uh, people trying to weld in race cars. And it's true. It's like. You're in one confined space, and you're trying to sleep as a motorcycle racer
1: when you're waking up at three in the morning. Yeah, or two in the morning. The Kamaz guys trying to break the uh, the the lug Skid nuts blade, off. Yeah, yeah, break the lug nuts off in their truck with like giant
2: sledgehammers. Yeah, and you can't just park <laughs> wherever you want. You're assigned certain spots, so it's like you you either get shafted or you get lucky. And if you get shafted, you're next to a car team that's working until seven in the morning, and <laughs> your sleep schedule is like. It, it's tough. You know, there's, there's a lot out there that's, it's not just,
1: you know, sleeping in a hotel room. And, and on, on this one's it's, it's mattress pad and sleeping bag on the ground, right? On a rug. They they put you in, they put you in like the little bivouac tents or, or do you go sleep where the food area is? Where do you guys sleep on marathon stages now?
2: Or do you still uh, sleep this in year, tents? Question. This year we have to go bring our own tent and
1: sleeping bag. Oh, really? Yeah. Getting back to the old days. I only had yeah. to do that for like 20 days in a row. Wow. <laughs> really? You can't
5: sleep in the motorhome? You have to put it on the bike with
1: you? No, no. They transfer, they'll they transport your we stuff. We have to the, put it in the morning it, in a bag. In a bag, yeah. They give you a little sack.
5: You're not sleeping in a motorhome.
2: No, no we, no. we
1: sleep in a motorhome. Most of the time they sleep in motorhomes. We got any other
0: questions over there? Uh, yeah, we do. But should we do uh rooster Oh, well, like a commercial break in Roostando?
1: Let's do a commercial break. Yeah, I need to get a water. Definitely. Okay. All right. I need to
2: go to, to bed. Jimmy's working us too hard. Since
5: 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make seat concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats.
2: See you next week. Yeah. Are
1: we live again? Yeah, no, we're live again. Yeah. Sh- show starts. Yeah. Seem, right. seems what happens here. You take a commercial break and all the co-hosts leave. Right. I think the show's over. They're not used to this new commercial break thing. And we're in a- Hey, George, we're in like a rock star like you did last week. We got to do a little episode of Roost or Endo. And of course, your, uh, your bike is not in this mix. So I feel a little safer now. I think he's uh, he's got a... Check his show notes first before he helps yeah, on. Check the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> you fill your show notes up. Well, the good thing is George just has to walk back over to his crappy little motorhome. He's got parked in my crappy little car. lot <laughs> next door. He's parked it on the flat track. I can't believe the flat track. Well, we don't. We don't. Even, we don't even have the capability to water it right now. We're down a well. That did that get fixed today or not?
5: Well, I'm not. Sure. I I'd, I would have had it fixed a couple of days ago, but you're not certified. I'm not sure that you want me to, and I know how if we, right? Yeah, tip your cheese a little. We didn't get my question to you and Ricky. What was that? I had a question for you two. Well, I can I can answer it. What okay. was it?
1: Oh, the two of us. Okay, ask it right now. He's just right over there. He can yell like you do all the time. So. uh
0: if you're a successful Motorsports celebrity Is it required Or cool to keep Your little boy name My question is for James and Richard
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Ricky
5: Yeah that's the only Place it works Is in motorsports You know NASCAR whatever To keep your little but, boy name
1: Yeah Yeah well, my, Jimmy Ricky Well my dad was Jim And, and I was Jimmy And my dad's
5: Rick Was that G-Y-M Or J-I-M J-I-M Yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so i am um, so i never was a james so we were both
1: jameses but we, he he was jim and i was jimmy and so i never i it, it was like cuz he was always around when i was racing and stuff for the longest time you, if you said jimmy you meant him and it was jimmy it was me and i never switched like i like i'm not like you never switched i'm i'm not like i'm not like you know like you know my cat that you can
5: just change his name and it could give a shit but like, no, it just works in motorsports. You know, Jimmy, Ricky, Bobby, Ricky, Bobby. You know, I never, all, all I that, never. It works. Said, Did you ever
1: think about changing your name, Ricky? You want to be Rick? No. You're good. You're just Ricky. Your dad's yeah, Ricky Jimmy? too, right? If somebody, if somebody Rick. says, if somebody says Jim, it'd be as good as calling me Matt. Like I just wouldn't look. It doesn't. This that's not not the right not the right word. I'm not. I don't. I don't know that it's, I'm different because I'm a Jimmy as opposed to Jim. So Matt's a Jim.
5: kind of the brains. Of this organization right here uh if he wants to be successful in motorsports maybe he needs tell to be maddie him, keep telling him that right well whatever Matt, he, maddie is strictly
0: you know? prohibited no strictly prohibited, strictly well, it depends prohibited. What you prohibited. Do. i can't okay. i can't pronounce that word
1: apparently but i digress yeah. Yeah. where are we starting up here or down? whichever one you want you just grab them because the best thing is is maddie over there is going to have a hard oh, time boy. figuring out oh, which no. uh <laughs> oh no <laughs> which one it is. So what you do is uh, you give me sometimes. the, give, well, me the me. Ah, give, give me the picture.
5: Don't snatch from me. Just me. give me the picture and say whose name I is. I see something here that calls my attention. Okay, Dennis McCarthy. <laughs> okay. 2017 450 EXC 6 days. So it's got the orange triple clamp and all the bling bling. Right. I have one uh, of these. Mostly stock and packed up Mine's for a 3-day ride. 3-day ride. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. That's the whole. That's the whole spiel. But there's a big butt there, right above his gas tank. Well, it's a,
1: it's a no. It's just a, it's a tank bag, which a great way to carry extra shit, but horrible if you ever want to try to maneuver your motorcycle without invading your personal space. His his three day ride is this up on the screen right now. Yep, yep. The, yeah, uh, the track That's too. good. Yeah. So his 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 three day ride involves a stock gas tank. That's. That's a lot of stops at gas stations, I cool. think. But uh he's got he's got all this maybe stuff.
2: A three day ride, maybe a maybe a three night camping
3: trip, but maybe just a ride and camping for three
1: days. Maybe he's got gas in that tank bag. I don't know. He's got the fender, the front fender bag, the tank bag, he's got the Moscow
5: side bags and the topper on the back. That's loaded. Um I wonder, you know, how much would it take in sponsorship money for like a Ricky Bray bag to take a tank bag and put it on your rally bike for Dakar. Uh, wh- what kind of money would that take? And is there any uh, tank bag manufacturers out there that will want to step up to the plate? <laughs> That's a mess. It's <laughs> a mean. I
1: already tried to get them sponsored by Climb tonight. So don't you try to cut into my, I got to, well, let me work on my deals first here. You go easy there. Uh, my agents are both
2: on the, on the show tonight.
1: Agents are both watching you?
5: No, they're both on the show right now. Oh, okay.
1: they're both on the show. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, you have agents, and it does now. Right. It just yeah. got signed up. <laughs> like, I mean, actually, you guys, you guys sponsored me, so like, we're all kind of in this together now.
5: I we're all, know. we're all, we're all partners. I gotta get a logo made for next week. Oh, we didn't get your thirty bucks or forty bucks next week. You'll well, we talked week. about the whole branding thing earlier. Ricky's got all the talent, all the you know followers, all this stuff, right? And. Everything I got nothing. I have no talent, no skills, uh-huh. anything, but I have a brand and it's taking, <laughs> you know, I think my brand goes farther than rickybarbeck.com. It goes, your brand, your brand goes just as far as your wallet will take it. So back to the bike back okay. to, um, what's, what's our friend's name here? Uh, Dennis. Dennis McCarthy. Dennis McCarthy. 17, 450 exc six days. I have a five hundred EXCF. right. And uh, oh, he has that a was the one with the weep. The, Mostly stock <laughs> packed up for three. I give a lot of respect for packed up for three day ride. Yeah, he's got Mos- Moscow gear who doesn't sponsor you, but I like their gear a lot. Yeah, Moscow I mean they, does they seem stuff. like they, they it's seem a little like heavy. It seems um, like
1: they make okay stuff. I I don't have any experience with it. They tried to buy Heather. They tried to buy her off. It's good stuff. Yeah, she wouldn't, she wouldn't go. I've got every piece that they ever made. She wanted. She, <laughs> you do? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, you mean like bags and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So but, I think, well, let's see. But he's packed for a three-day ride. That's got to carry you know, some grads You know what's funny is I see through all of this. I see it looks like a seat concept seat. Oh if, if, yeah! If I look yeah, closely, I'm gonna. It looks, oh, that is. I'm gonna it, enhance It looks like it. It really does look like the. That you're gonna pin it up there on the Regis roof side. A shill. I know that is a seat concept seat. Yeah, it's it's, it's, the, the, suede it's, it's the suede one. That's yeah. The suede one. Those are my favorite. He he should get the taller one because it's more comfortable. But that's a good seat. It's got that's the must I think those are 40 liter bags. It doesn't matter. He's got going a for giant loop. Tank Here, bags. Just you, you you don't you don't get to talk about it. Pin it up there and get me another get me another bike. We're trying to get through this show before tomorrow. Other way. Other way. Yeah. It goes up there on the roof side. Audience. Yeah. They, 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 you can't hear the audience. Just put it wherever it needs to go.
5: Yeah. So I, I thought, give him lots of street creds for at least he's going, riding it for three days. We thought. That's good. Oh, it's funny. I thought I heard a bike
1: going. That's the neighbor that rides the cruiser in and out here. Because I heard it going chuff, chuff, chuff. And I'm like, who's riding Ricky's bike around? <laughs> um, Next question. What do we got here? Oh, Oh, I see that. You will. It's like the bike you just sold. No, I didn't sell
5: one of these. I have one of these. Well, actually, Heather won't let me sell it. Kyle Thorburn, 2000 XR650R in good nick. So this guy's Nick. That's a, what, British or Australian? Good nick with the following tweaks. Tweaks. HRC exhaust tip. So that's friendly, huh? Um, that's actually, it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's just a kind of a, a more freer flowing, uh, spark restaurant on the
5: tail. De-snorkeled, uni-air filter, fluidine radiators, temp gauge rad cap, RC high bend fat bars with hand guards, stainless brake lines, skid plate, but he doesn't say what kind. It's skid okay. plate's pretty broad. Skid plate, yeah. Anyway, shark fin right nomadic rack with toolkit so what's that i think it's just a tail or it's 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 the tail rack on the back crg blindside mirror that's probably that little thing uh double take makes one just like it but yeah garmin gps should have a trail tech a chirpy headlight with 55 watt bulb mod that's nice but that's in today's technology, that's pretty low light. That's candle, <laughs> that's candle. light. two candles up two front. Two candles up front. Yeah, he went from 135 to a, a 255. Got it. Gripper seat cover. Stock rear spring works nice for my size. Six foot, 170 with gear. Skinny dude. Uh, though I upgraded the fork to some .44 tech springs. Mm-hmm. Stock headers make nice torque, and the HRC tip doesn't need to be repacked. Smiley face. Yep. Rocking the equilibrium tire after reading the dirt bike test review. That should Ooh. be a bell. All right, this thing was—it was kind of funny because it started sliding down the scale, and, and that just—I was—it just got—it was, it just, got, it just <laughs>
1: definitely got bumped up there. That's that was the, probably a flick, not a bump. That's a That's a Kenda kend equilibrium
5: there. What's he got on the front? Because it doesn't uh, look like a Kenda to me. Coming from ripping track masters. Oh, wait, hold on. And Parker DTs over the years and I'm stoked. So I guess he's pretty happy with the equilibrium. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a kind of guy in the back, at least. Which I thought that was pretty funny because, you know, on the sand track in the school and everything. Most of the bikes, the instructors or everybody was on were were like the equilibrium in the sand. Yeah, they, they work fine. Yeah, it's like bring on a paddle tire. No, right. Ride on an even spread of wide open logging roads down to single track and pleased with the added traction on the route and rock at 150 at less than 15 PSI. So a lot of that last part was just about the The tire. really hard. He's really uh, proud of that. Yeah. Which is cool. Tire's
1: good. Um, Unfortunately, you have to to kickstart this beast. You You can look at it here. You have to kick. I'll put the pin in it for you. There, you have to kickstart that beast. That's the that is the worst thing about the or about that bike. Uh, I, I'm gonna. You know what? It I, he didn't mention that he painted the side covers black. He painted. He painted. Are, he, he painted really? the engine. Yeah, he painted the engine. Gave it a little. Gave it a little dark. Dark uh, look on it. I, I like that bike. It's
5: a good bike. I think it's a little above the last one, little, isn't it? No, it's. there uh, was the last well, one?
1: Well, yeah, no, it's about same. Equal to. Yeah, equal to. Close to it. Okay. Do you want
5: another? Um, did, did you pull it? Yeah. Christopher Heisen. Want me to read it?
1: I, I just looked at the length of the list. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do next time? <laughs> yeah. You know what we're gonna do, Matt? What we're we gonna do. Besides put the pictures on the show upside down. I don't know what OBS is doing. Okay. I'm gonna, doing I'm gonna tell
5: you in a few minutes what we're gonna do next time. Okay. Um but uh don't I Don't trouble yourself with I was me. thinking
1: you'll let me look at the picture for like twenty seconds and I'll I'll make the mm.
5: list. And you, I'll, yeah. I'll, guess, okay. I'll guess the parts. We'll just play. Guess what those parts are. So this, so this, this first one you'd probably miss. This catalog
1: queen. Yes. This this he is threw the book at it. He. This guy went to tacomo.to.co. That's not com. Doc tacomo.to.co. And there's a, there's a button. It's kind of a secret button you can find in there where it's like buy all. You 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 do not have to click the individual things you want. You just put buy My all. Volume. And then, and you, you get everything. And I'm pretty sure that this has. I'm looking for some stock parts on it. I mean, there's the there's the frame, and then there's the center part of the engine. But everything else, he's got all the things. He even has that uh front front brake uh the rotor disc car, front disc yeah. rotor protector yeah
0: which yeah the the theme <laughs> of, of of those just popping up out of nowhere continues Or <laughs> we suddenly just no I I, I feel like I, we've gotten one every show for the last.
1: Well you when you done. when you when you hit click when you hit when you click buy everything that comes. Right right. It's part of the it's yeah. part of the thing. You just get it. And you go, "Oh, what do I do with this? Well, you put it on."
5: I hear it's actually special they throw it in for free. Didn't it's we talk about this? You should have like the Jimmy Lewis package. And yeah, it's a couple grand worth of this and you pop these little accessories on and no, because it wouldn't be. It'd be right for Jimmy Lewis, and no, not for everybody else. It's but this is marketing. Oh, okay, good. So anyway, back to Christopher Heisen's Spike George does know how to build a brand. We should listen to him, but he does not say what it even is.
1: It's a. It's. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a. It's a. It's a twenty. It's. It's a KTM <clears throat> five hundred or 450 six days two thousand and. Uh, uh, when's the orange frame I think it's a 21 when's the orange frame 21 they go to orange 20
5: don't ask I don't me. know who knows but I don't
1: know it doesn't matter he doesn't all- say
5: where it is so we should just erase it delete hit the delete key it's got a it's no it's got a, it's got it um, threw the catalog at it but he doesn't even say what it is it could be Yamaha <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let me go down the list <laughs> Athena get with Wi-Fi and traction control all the things Yoshimura RS-12 twin-air power flow kit, desmogged, and carbon canister swap for KTM coolant overflow. So mm-hmm. he's boiling the radiators a lot. He has to have a catch tank for his overflow. It's not because he has a recluse clutch in it. Anyway. Does there a recluse clutch a in A 3.1 black tank, so you can't see how much fuel's in there. A Cherby hand and frame guards. Okay. ET racing... Dual eight headlight. Not sure. You familiar with that one? Mm-mm. Okay. Seventy six oh two racing disc guards, front and rear. Also the seventy six oh two adjustable brake pedal tip. That can actually be a good yeah. thing. The adjustable brake. Yeah. So you can you can move it to different. I think it moves forward and backwards. So okay. if you have like a larger foot. Okay. KTM alloy shift lever tip. So there's i'm not familiar with that particular deal but fastway evo pegs recluse cx clutch i think that's their full boat mm-hmm. recluse clutch uh ox hydra left hand rear brake okay oh, yeah bulletproof <laughs> swing arm chain block guard polysport swing arm guard and number plate guard do you know what that is Uh, the swing arm guard is like a plastic cover that goes over the swing arm. So it doesn't get scratched. And
1: the number plate guard, I'm not totally familiar with it. Although I think it goes down and kind of covers up the pipe, like down below the exhaust where it kind of would burn the back part of your boot. If you hung on, if you have, you know, so
5: BRP sub mount with Scott's damper, which I think BRP is a standard. They work with Scott's, right? Correct. That's their, their deal. Taco slim headlight switch. Okay. Voyager Pro with aluminum case on angle wedge on the stout mount bar clamps. You familiar with stout, Martin? No, uh-uh. Okay. There's more. But his thumb's tired. Okay, Christopher and his what bike is this on? And it's in his wall. <laughs> and his wallet's empty since we don't. Since we really no, don't. know. I guarantee what, you. Since we don't know what. It, I guarantee you, his wallet is not empty. There's more. <laughs> Should I try to get some for my riding school but first? Yeah. Should I try to get him out yeah, to my sh- riding school? Christopher, come out here and. Yeah, come to the school. Make I, sure you're known, but first buy an arrow stitch one piece. Of, no, 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 no. And no. come out and no. uh, make yourself known, and we'll get you trained up. I, I'll tell you what, I you know, I'm pretty sure he's proud of that bike. He's got a lot of stuff on it. No, he, I'll
1: challenge him to a drag race on the Husaberg 570, and if he can beat me, he can get the class for free up the Rock Hill. Oh, it doesn't say where. Like, you know, I mean, that anybody, if anybody on a, on a, on a single cylinder bike wants to drag race me on the Husaberg 570, uh, we can, you got to take, you got to take the class. And at the end of the class, I'll refund your money. If you can beat me in a drag race, I get to choose the location. <laughs> That's loaded. Hey, you, you, were you at the class where the, the one guy blew me off on the gravel uphill? We did, We had to go two out of three and he still beat me the second time. Really? Well, actually, yeah, I, I beat him once. and one, Yeah, I think I was there. Yeah, no, it, I was kind. I was really blown away. I mean, but he, he got. I don't want to say he got lucky. You know, I don't like to make excuses or anything like this. <laughs> but uh, I got my ass handed to me. I thought for sure I would just blow this guy's doors off. And was I it, didn't. was this a student or just a no? Local? It was a student. It was a student, and he huh? was like, he was one of those guys that just was constantly doing everything too fast. Huh? and so I wanted to show him how. Too fast isn't that good. And he was actually good at really good at going too fast. Oh. He, went, he went faster than me because I actually, what I actually do is I tried to get traction in the beginning Right. and he just dropped the throttle and just hammer. And I tried to get traction and accelerate up the hill. Yeah. And knowing that knowing I, I, w- I figured that there's no way he was going to be able to survive going up the hill and he barely did. Uh huh. But he, he got going so fast that most of the things that he hit just he had enough momentum to just keep going straight. Where I actually had a nice smooth drive up the hill and I but mm-hmm. but both times, no actually
5: two out of three, he, he got me in the last one. But were you at the class where Jimmy was out in the lake bed doing this stoppy and just fucking flops the thing over on him? flop. Killed himself and <laughs> broke a rib. Had to leave. So no, anyway. I, I fin- no,
1: no i finished the class no you i, I finished the class no, that day i did not didn't. i, I didn't re- i didn't really participate the
5: next day no <laughs> didn't really but anyway no, so those no, I, things I happen but i don't remember that where do you know your limits how do i know my limits I mean, that's how you find them out, I guess. I'm not going. There. No, I actually no. I hopped on the damn. I hopped on a, on a bike that wasn't mine
1: because the guy the, said, "Hey, can you do nose wheelies the, on a recluse clutch?" Paul Neff had already f- fooled around with the uh, front no, rag. no. It was it was it was no. It was a. Uh, Oh, you forgot your excuses already? No, I think it was a rental bike that, that the guy had big hands. Since so the front brake is out no, there, no, that was Paul's bike. It was Paul's bike. Yeah, it was the one Paul See, was you riding. Forgot your excuses. I, all I know is I got on a bike and I and and they asked if I could do it, and I kind of I kind of just said yeah, you can kind of do it, and 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 I did a couple of them, and I was kind of being aware of okay, this brake isn't where I want it the way I was activating it, and then I just sort of lost track of it, and I decided oh I'm going to do another one. And I turned around and just went back as if I was on my own bike and and grabbed the brake like it was my own bike. And that thing just stood up and just hugged like, you right over the front and then landed
5: on me for good measure. So, yeah, it happens. It, it happens. I do but stupid I will stuff say all the time. nobody, you know, braking, you always, you're proud of your braking. Yes. But nobody has your c- clutch control. Yeah, they do. No, no. no. Yeah, I mean, my no, there's you, a lot of people that do. No, they don't. anyway brandon walsh 2004 honda cr250 factory connection 49 millimeter a kit forks and rear shock tell us about that you know anything about that that's
1: just he's got he's got some high-end suspension they've got it's a lot of trick coatings and um is it is it is it Better than stock for most guys, not unless you get it valved well, for you. Let's but, assume for him it is. I, it, it,
5: that's a that's a nice setup. Those are good good parts. Port job, high compression head, running 110 octane, which, you know, with octane stuff, if it's not knocking, you know, pre-detonating, mm-hmm. do you really need a higher octane? Um it no there's you, you, this myth no, that oh I'll put you know the 110 and it's going to go faster is, is there anything You're to starting that? to sound like me. You're just beating up on everything no, this guy trying. does to this guy's bike. I mean, no, hey, I'll tell I'm you what.
1: Asking so questions. octane for me like changes the throttle response. It changes the way that the the power delivery is and I I do not like higher octane fuels. I don't like the way that they make the bike respond. They get they get a little they get like kind of lean and 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 Kind of the, the the throttle response gets really light. I don't like I like to call it light, but um, almost too responsive. And then I don't like the way they decelerate on the higher oct- octane fuel.
5: Because uh, my my school of thought from power mechanics seventh grade whatever was if it wasn't spark knocking, you didn't need a higher octane. But then I learned later too. Was that on the Model A or the Model T? No, the, come on, man. <laughs> if but if you could advance the timing and put higher octane in there and it with the points knock, with the points you could really yeah. put some juice to the ground yeah <laughs> but basically if you if you got a bike that's running fine at whatever 91 octane and you throw 100 Dude, he's 100 octane piped, there's nothing in there he's right? piped ported high compression cylinders. so, so anyway, he's he's good he That does. was that was a side deal so anyway he runs that. PC Works header with three hundred four shorty. Yep. Who's three hundred four shorty? That's a that's a muffler. Okay. Yep. Core steel braided brake lines. Okay. I've heard different things about uh, the brake feel. The braided yeah. brake lines don't expand
4: mm-hmm.
5: more. Usually, usually a more feel solid that? feel. Yes. Okay. For on most bikes that that go to, most bikes that cost down with rubber lines, I can feel it. Okay. Oversized disc in the front. Magura hydraulic clutch odi podium flight bars you know anything about those no, just different handlebars okay mm-hmm. some oversized pegs fine i know i'm forgetting stuff but it looks like too- there's it looks like there's ride engineering triple clamps on this thing i'm not sure but
1: looks like it looks like he has he, this bike really looks a lot like a It's got some, it looks like it has like the, the hubs look like they're red. I can't really tell from the picture, but they look, they they look like they're red, like the factory hubs. This bike looks like a really nice bike. And what's his name? Brandon Walsh. So let me listen. Brandon set his bike on a brick. Uh This is a really nice motorcycle. And he stood it up on a brick. At least you could go
5: get a milk crate. Hold on. Oh, wait. The last two bullets. I thought we were done. I know I'm forgetting stuff, but not too bad for being old enough to have a driver's license. And then the last bullet is don't mind my pro style bike stamp. Uh, nothing. Don't, wrong with that.
1: Okay. Don't mind it. No, I won't mind it. <laughs>
5: Except it's so distracting. It's kind of a cool fact. It's so
1: distracting from, a, from, a from, a. well, I mean, so maybe he he's all of his hard earned pennies um, are put into his cherry bike, which is, it's a really nice motorcycle. And then you put it on a brick.
5: So it's like sits right in the middle. He, this 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 is teeter tottering on. I think the brick gets him like two inches. I tell I, I, I get I, two
1: inches more on the board or two inches off the ground. Uh, try changing a tire on a brick. Hey, Jimmy, what's holding
0: up the rooster endo board right now? A brick.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
0: you can't see it. Uh, Yes, you can. You can't. What's in the front? What's what's on
1: the front? I don't know. I didn't set it up today. Yeah,
0: there's there's a brick in the front.
5: Right, right. Yep. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We're moving on. Liam McConnell, dude, you see this so guy's this mullet. Good. Liam, are you? Is he on live now? I don't know. That would be cool. Hopefully, so. It is. Liam, chiming I, in from Australia here. I had I had one of these bikes. I had a TT three oh, hundred and fifty, a Yamaha TT three hundred and fifty. So, bike in question is my old man's custom build. The base is a 96 TTR 250 with a 350 barrel kit in the UK. Oh, you know what's funny? This is the fifth. Don't interrupt me. I got to tell you a story. Wait, no. Go ahead. Don't interrupt you. This is the fifth one made, only one in Australia. Go ahead, Jimmy. I know I have just totally... Well, I sat there I sat there thought. and
1: I saw I said I had a TT350 and I then I looked at the motor and I noticed where the electric starter was and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, my TT350 did not have an electric starter." And like and I started just like my whole brain
5: goes like it something's wrong. But go ahead. Keep going. I want to reread the last part. Okay. The base is a 96 TTR250 with a 350 barrel kit in the UK. This is the fifth one made only one in Australia, so this is a one-off bike, kind of. It's only one in Australia. Okay, typically runs TTR six hundred forks, but has DRZ forks in the picture, which are capable. Right there's a yeah, there's a good fork back then. Okay, stain tuned muffler, custom header pipe, custom made B and B off road bash plate, homemade Steg pegs. What are the Steg pegs? Those are the. Those are, the, those,
1: are the, those are the gripper things. Yeah. For the, they're kind of underneath the back part of the side panel so you don't fall off the motorcycle
5: when you're riding. So I'm liking this bike. Custom-made headlight bracketry. So he had to mount the headlight and make his there's, own stuff There's work. a lot of custom stuff on this bike. And it's all been adjusted to accommodate a 1986 TT plastics and tank. That's, with a custom home, homemade seat, that's why the that's what's so deceiving
1: about it because it has the the TT two fifty did not <laughs> have th- this this look. Somebody really went to a lot of effort to
5: to to make a clean mediocre motorcycle. <laughs> so it's it last bullet. This was just before I tried to tackle a twenty four hour race. Not a great idea the week after. Australia's second busy, busy, biggest desert race. So you did the second biggest desert race. Yeah, this is that's a pretty. I this guy this guy just the I, background gets I, him a third of
1: this. You mean board. him hanging there with his mullet?
5: Yeah, all that, that. that's a. That's a sweet mullet. Because <laughs> Toby Price has a mullet. I don't think Ricky does. Does he? Ricky kind of has a mo- mohawk mullet. Mol- s- mohawk mullet. That's just his More like I was too cheap to pay for the whole haircut. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Half, and the guy gives up. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <cool. laughs>
5: Uh I like this. I like. I like
1: the the craftsmanship on this. This, this guy, like that's a lot of
5: work to make it that. And I think there's a lot of cool factor in doing what you can with what you got or capable of or whatever, you know, there's a lot of us out there that just go, okay, we want this and that and the best that money can buy. But, this is what I've been handed, and I'm gonna. He's got make some, the best like you know, he looks like he's got like double headlights on, it, and
1: they're all custom bracketry. And he's got the the elephant hand guards to keep his hands warm when it because it it's probably cold in Australia, or something like that. I don't know. It's on the other side of the world. I've only been there once, so oh, pretty good. This a good. rooster. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, is that it? Are we out right of, up here. We out of bikes? No, no, uh-uh, no uh-uh, 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 <laughs> that, uh, uh, off that away yeah it's it's more just in the in the mediocre uh roost zone
5: yeah i like him yeah
1: that's that's it we got through that whole segment yep yep okay so next week on roosterando we talk about your bike all you have to do is send it in and uh and matt will pick it out and then we'll put some facts about it and
5: yep well i think there's some new things you want to introduce yeah
1: yeah there are actually there's new things yeah, yeah, there's so new things you don't know it.
5: about this, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we should run it by you, but... Uh, no. No, uh, so I'm going to introduce it right here. There we go. As, so, a, spon- as a
0: new sponsor.
5: I think... Uh, it's your yeah, segment, as a, actually. is a primary sponsor. Brought to you by George's Sticker. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to shorten my uh, logo flash a little shorter. Anyway, uh, I'd like to hear from the audience what they think about if you could set in a video clip of your question or maybe your rooster Ando,
3: just oh, a well, you short dis- one. You
5: describe your own bike and you send in a short video clip so we don't have to read through all your typos or you know it sounds like you're trying
1: to get rid of logan no it really does it sounds no. like you're yeah, like those are logan's we're, jobs is to is to read the questions and now you want them to send their questions No, we're to advancing
5: side. it because logan can pick them apart well, really, We'll let Logan yeah, talk? We'll let Logan just freeform tease him. Okay. But yeah, send in your video clips at matt at com, And, uh, you know, keep them short, or it better be real funny to keep our attention to see if it makes a cut. But the other part of it is you got to be live. In case we got follow up questions, Or you got to Like it. you didn't tell me tell us what your bike was. You got to you got to be in the chat and stuff. Yeah, like you that. should be in well, the if chat. They, if they if they
1: don't if they mm-hmm. if they don't answer the question, you will just hit like
5: a buzzer bell and, just
1: bzzz and next question. No, they won't even make it. Well, okay, just yeah, because Matt already has enough to do over there. He's he's pretty no, he busy. Oh, I can uh, I can easily pull up 20, like thirty second clips. Okay, that's what yeah, yeah, so, no, we so can do keep
5: it. it to thirty or less. Yeah, and it, uh, of course, anything unless it would unless keep our attention, unless it's interesting, then you can go to a yeah. minute. Yeah, but you should be on here uh, live so we can solicit, you know, questions. Yeah, follow ups, follow ups, we'll follow ups. And then, what else were we doing? Do
1: we ever find out where that? Uh-huh. D- d- whether the guy with the KTM 200 d- d- was in there and did his? Did he know whether his head gasket was leaking or was a gasket? Did he ever come back with that? I did not see him pop back up in the chat. Did the person with the uh, the, the YZ-144 that blew up, did they ever respond? Yeah, the,
0: the, the, there was actually some... Uh, Chitter-chatter about it? Yeah, they're talking about it, trying to figure out...
1: If the air filter got too plugged up. Uh, so, so like I said, I just right off the bat, we got hit with that one right off the bat. And I'm like, I'm just going, okay, I'm not going to call him a person that didn't put the air filter on. Right. All the, all the, the real easy stuff. I was looking for something like this is a perfectly running bike. Cause I actually bought a YZ 144 um, from uh 144. from a Jesse Ziegler that used to work with me at dirt rider. And uh he, we did this. We did this um, story on like, what was a thousand dollar bike or something like that, and uh, or I don't know fifteen hundred dollar bikes. I don't know. We did, we bought. So I ended up buying a YZ his YZ one forty four and an XR four hundred. So I got two bikes for the 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 set price. And so it was a YZ one twenty five, and I was out there having fun with it. It, it locked up. It it kind of seized a a rod going over a triple jump. (laughs) So uh, this is why I have experience with this kind of stuff. This is how I know these kind of things. It was running perfect. It, it, you know, I, I wrote it for, you know, a few hours and it lost power probably a little more suddenly than the other guys. But uh,
5: yes. So anyway, I want to hear from our audience if that would be a good thing, put a video clip up, send it in. Yes. You can
0: also uh, dm it, dm it
5: to me uh on my Facebook or
0: uh, or Instagram. Okay. So,
1: okay. Anyway. Yeah, we we take Instagram questions? Do we do we get any Instagram questions? We we did actually. Did they make the cut or Uh
0: Just read them. how long do you want the show to be? Well, we're at 2 hours. It's nine thirteen.
1: Yeah, so quick. we quick everybody talk fast. We, we're trying we're trying to answer everybody's question. This is our job here. Okay. Cool. All right. So
0: I'll just, uh, kind of go through them. So let's see. So this is from, uh, ace Dovan 14. What advice would you give parents in regards to their kids racing?
5: Golf get carts, checkbook,
1: <laughs> get, get your checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> they should, I, I, they'd probably be better off if they race golf carts in between trying to be golf heroes or something like that. Right. Well, um, no, it, it's, it's, um, it's it's I mean, it depends on the kid. If the kid really, if that's what the kid really wants to do, and you can use the racing as a motivation to keep your kid in line, good behavior. Generally, yes, gen- good behavior, good grades. You know, just being a good stand-up person. You know, because in the racing, so there there is there is the 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 reward of earning the ability to go race. This is the and so you, so you're gonna you as a parent will get hopefully better results out of your kid because they want to, you know, go racing and that's a reward And in racing, they're going to learn a lot of things that, that you can't teach. And some of it is as simple as uh, risk versus reward. You know, you're probably going to tip over and get hurt, crash and get hurt. And you have to realize, okay, I don't like this. And, and it's not the, it's not the best way to learn lessons, but it's effective you're going to learn about competition. I, you know, I did good and you, 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 you get a reward for doing that. And I I did bad and doesn't feel as good. So you want to do better and maybe you have to work harder to do better. And these kind of, these are kind of lessons that probably aren't very easily taught outside of some sort of a competitive thing. Um, And then, and then the cool thing with the, with the motorcycles in reality is it can be really inexpensive in that you can, the, the the with this form of motorsport and this type of thing, the rider is so much more important than the bike until you get to a certain level. And that level is actually pretty high. So you don't have to spend a ton of money to to be able to to, to in a, in a motorsport sense to be able to do well at a high level. And then you can decide whether it's something you still want to pursue. And then that's just these are good ways to learn life's lessons in a way that's perceived as kind of fun as opposed to as as long as the
5: parent doesn't turn into a mini bike parent. And I think we all know, know what that is. I think, uh, so my off-road stuff entered my life way kind of late. I mean, I rode, I had a dirt bike young, but no kind of racing or anything like that still don't. But the off-road thing, the community is pretty cool. Yes. You know, when you introduce that, but as far as getting your kid into racing, I would look at it as, any kind of uh professional sport. I mean, do you want your kid to be an NFL star? You know, do you want your kid well, to do no, this? Well, no. I, if, if, so you, if you, if you, you, if you think if you, it's a career path, if you want be your very cautious,
1: if you want your kid to do it, that's not the right way to do it. If the kid wants to do it and you're, you know, yeah. a- acceptable, agreeable to it. I think, I think it's, I think it's great. I would not look at it as a career path unless by some strange strike of luck, This is what this kid was sort of meant to do. I mean, I I, I, well, Ricky's over here. It's interesting to say you didn't exactly have aspiration of being a professional motorcycle racer, did you? No. But you went and worked. (laughs) You you got to read the Ricky Brabec story. Where? Where's the best place to see your history? Yours. Where somebody did a couple. I know there's been a couple good stories on it. Actually, your 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 video.
2: YouTube.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So search search Ricky's story because. You know, and this is and I, I didn't really run into Ricky until he was doing pretty good at a high level in the National and Hounds is where I kind of bumped into him and was like, oh, look at this guy. You know, where did he come from? Because he wasn't it wasn't like a normal path. But and, and my take on it is you had to go out and get a real job and see what the real world was like and then decided I'm going to work really hard at this. Did not you start
5: as kind of a fat kid? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I kept
2: working. Yep. And I realized I didn't like work anymore.
5: Yeah. I didn't. Liked, I like riding motorcycles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he liked. I don't it. know if you can hear that. Can yeah. You hear he, he, he basically said he started, started working and could, didn't like working. And <laughs> wanted to <I> ride motorcycles <laughs> and now he's making a living <laughs> yeah, But yeah. you know, be careful because you got to watch where will you end up. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> George yeah. just gave me a pat on the back. Rump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's you know it. I think it, it worked for me. You know, I, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to race my dirt bike and, and I managed to, you know, take it to places. And I don't
5: think I wasn't any extra gifted. I probably had the same gifts for playing soccer or. But you could be a uh, little league, little league mom or dad. That's just screaming at all the coaches and doing all that. And it's the it's, same it's, kind of thing at little league level as you are in dirt bike. Yeah. If he wants to do it, he's going to do it and support yeah. him. I, I would I don't know. As long I'm as not it, a parent, but as long don't get too deep and just fund his success. You no, know. no, they always they always got to work for it, and then that makes it
1: more valuable when it when they do earn it. You know, it's not it wasn't given to them. You have to earn it. But it's it's like if, it, if that's their dream and their ambition, then make them work for it. And and uh, but don't it, you can't. It's I don't know the exact words for it, but it's it's you can't hinge everything on on the, the the outward success. It's like how is this is it is it is it helping the family? Is it helping the, the the growth of the the kid? Is it making them a just an overall better person? You know, and and that's 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 what I would, that's what I
5: would do. And that's that would, the advice from a hundred and something years here of non-parenting experience. Yeah, I don't right? have any. It's a, so I, it, because <laughs> of this question, this is why
1: I don't have any kids. I thought you ate right. them. I right. I didn't be, you eat them when their bones were soft. Or, no, you no, know? no. I just I I I'd be the minibike parent probably or something like that. Yeah.
5: I don't know what I'd be. You see me how I train. no. I know I'd, how you are with uh, me, and I'm like I have a cat, and I waterboarded five it five or seven came years older than him. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: okay. But, next question. Okay, so from uh, MX Hideout, what's one thing you've learned that you wish you knew about riding off road ten years ago? I wish I would have well, come this and taken. Is for me. No,
5: it's for me. I, no, it's for everyone. It's, I have the same answer. Ten years ago, I wish I took Jimmy Lewis's class a long time ago. Because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I, it, wish I it's taught. It just made my world better. I wish I taught myself what I know now when I thought
1: I knew this. Because I would have been way better at everything I did riding. When well, you said 15, that once. You said,
5: ago. you know, when I was. I had to, I was racing, but I really didn't still figure it out until. Well, until
1: until I rode a twin cylinder rally bike and I realized like, God, I was doing so much stuff wrong because all of a sudden the bike, I couldn't muscle the bike around. I wasn't, I'm not a big guy to begin with, but, I was muscling a motorcycle around. I realized how much faster I could go with finesse. And when I got off the rally bike and got on a small bike and I'm like, wow, these muscles really work. Boy, if I didn't have to use them, I could go even faster. And well, so yeah, come take my class. You'll find out. No. And, and that, there's, there's a lot to that. And I even talked about com. We have classes coming up on uh, November 20th. We have a two day class out here in Pahrump. And I promise you, you will learn at least 30% of the stuff I teach. And you'll wonder, why you didn't know that 30%, and then you want to come back and figure out what the other 70% was. And you can get off to a safe introduction to the sport with a beginner class. Yeah, Matt can teach you a beginner class. Send us an email.
5: But no, I just, I was telling that story, and I'm sure you heard it, Matt, when we were on our tour Mm -hmm. Monday. So we had a little tour, but Monday with a couple of classmates that have done it before. Anyway, we took them on a little ride and we were talking about it. I said, yeah, you know, I said Jimmy's training has just changed my world, you know, as far as I'm I'm not a racer, although next week I'll bring my uh, medal in because it dwarfs these little ISD gold medals. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I you gold. can buy those things on Amazon and stuff too if you want. Yeah, so. it looks like <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> anyway, I'll yeah, I'll bring in my gold medal and talk about that. But no, you, I was, Are you
1: gonna be here next week?
5: You know, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know what I got. Yeah, the weeds will probably, if it rains out here, the weeds will start growing. And I need you to no, stick around because I anyway, can't get any of the kids the to. Anyway, the Jimmy Lewis training out. just changed my world as far as just putting along, you know, doing my trail hey, riding if we, stuff. If we did safer, a better, faster. Have we done a Better Rider podcast
1: with him yet? That should be on the agenda. Agenda. We yeah, we should get better, that. Done. Is
5: that B E T T
1: A Better. B-E-T-T-E-R. Better Rider. No, I think it should be T T A.
5: But anyway, okay. no. Next, I, next Instagram question. See, he gets uh, uncomfortable because I'm truly thankful for what I've learned from. He's going to want to put his arm around me and hug. Me no, see. I won't. I wouldn't do that. Am okay. i going to switch scenes when you guys start kissing here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from uh Roe and Frez, I don't know. It's, oh, it's you sound it's like a, me pronouncing a name. Yeah, exactly. So uh yeah. how I think this is actually meant for for Ricky, uh how much does your work bike weigh?
3: I have no idea. Whatever
1: the weight limit, yeah. whatever the weight limit is for that 450 class and rally, now it's one pound over it. That's what
5: it weighs. So look at the specs, and it'll be one pound more than the the rule. It's like right. 350, and then put Ricky on it's you know just add 230 or
4: something. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> cool. That's it. Uh, we have some chat, uh, some questions from the chat
1: from earlier. OK, so let's see uh... if you're wondering how this whole stupid shit show of a program <laughs> works. <laughs> uh, we do this live every Tuesday night on uh, uh, YouTube and Facebook and all this stuff like that. People uh, blow into can- town and just coming to the audience. Right. No, no, you can't come here. It's like it's <laughs> like you can, you, you
5: know, you uh, no, we're not. That, no. What's L- there was live? a guy trying to engage you. How do we get on the show? How do we get in the? It's like Ellen. You got to give him an iPad or something. Oh, really? <laughs> ah, yeah. No, I hear this. I, I, I think. I think you know people think they can just grab a bottle of tequila. No, and the they're in the audience. Show they win prizes and
1: stuff. Let's just let's just do like they did during the pandemic and put a bunch of f- fake, like cardboard cutouts and stuff on the wall, and then we'll just <laughs> pretend. It's like next thing you know, people are going to want to go riding with me, and I've already told everybody. There's like three people. I in the do world. Not ride with you. I know you're smart. Period. Yeah, you know, Ricky won't even ride with me. Are we ever going to go trail riding, Ricky? Me and you tomorrow? No, that's that's rally road book training. Well, it's going I-
2: to trail riding probably.
1: Uh, it could. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how good those books are. <laughs> Ricky's
5: moving on. When he's done with motorcycles, he's going to go for the side by side thing. He should. Hey, if you do he king, of the, if you do king it. of the hammers, I want to drive the rocks. I already told this to your girlfriend. This too. motorcycle thing's just a casual whim for him. Like you know. <laughs> so uh, okay wait, wait, there, there was okay questions so anyway I was, I was explaining how
1: you can answer questions this show so we do we do the show live it's it, believe it or not this is not rehearsed practiced, oh, and or edited all scripted bullshit here. yeah I know that's what all these that's what all you these know, scripts are there, back you can tell here you really scripted. not know that <laughs> so we uh, so you can join us live and ask the questions we always put out a question feeler usually on Facebook for sure sometimes on Instagram you can put your questions there then you just never know when they're going to get answered on the show Tip. Typically, we take the Facebook questions and answer them first. Uh, if you're listening to this in some sort of a podcast, you can always send us an email over a Dirt Bike Test. Uh, we pick those up and uh, chuck them into the
5: show, talk in the chat room. We have a chat room that's going live. There's Now lots we're of taking videos. Discussions. Send yeah. them to Matt at JimmyLewis.com. JimmyLewisOffRoad. Engage off-road. your friends Jimmy, and invite all your friends to watch you. JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. your video is going to be on the show saying, our uh, date, you know, all this uh, uh, foreign stuff. Um, you you know, know, we go uh, um. yeah, uh, You know. <laughs> the
2: bigger we're going to grow and have a real production room or whatever.
5: This is a right, real, not, pre- we're, no, we're we built that, yourself. that was built two years ago, we'll, but we're, we're not there. We're going to do, we'll do like live audience things someplace. Sometime. But yeah, send in some video oh, yeah. clips and see how it goes. Hopefully you're live to answer any quick questions. Hopefully you engage your friends. We it's, do uh, uh, bar mitzvahs, do like um, packs, yeah, quinceaneras. Yeah. <laughs>
1: quinceaneras. yeah, or just any beer party that you have. Matt Good next year. question I'll ramble
5: right. another two hours on this I don't care <laughs> yeah
0: okay so uh, we'll do uh, Dirty Doyle the the guy with the one uh, YZ144 okay are uh, Yamahas as reliable as KTMs because my Husky 300 has 600 hours on it with zero hiccups
1: Okay, so are Wits Yamahas? Yeah, are they reliable? What's Yamaha he's comparing it to? Is is the Yamaha, hold on, let me, so is the Yamaha as reliable? I am of the impression that this is just, this is me from my experience and all this time that Hondas, Yamahas, KTMs, Huskies, because they're the same, you know, the KT, anything that KTM is making, Hondas, Yamahas, and then KTM built products seem to be, the most reliable stuff just when we're just talking globally you can pick out a certain model on each one of those and you can find ones that have little hiccups and stuff like that but i found those to be the 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 kind of the the best quality the build just of the parts and stuff like that and i've always said that you go back and check for as long as i've been riding motorcycles i've noticed this kind of stuff then there's like this second tier and it's just a tick off to where you've got your kawasaki's and suzuki's Um, that are, that are maybe just, you're going to, you're going to find like maybe the fastener quality isn't as high and sometimes the plastic isn't as, as robust, just little things like that. And then some of the other brands like, you know, I'm trying to think of when, when brands get kind of hot potatoed around and different things like that, they, they get kind of interesting. Betas have been actually pretty good. I've had good luck with betas, but I don't think it's on the same kind of quality tier as the hondas yamahas and ktm products but um so so out of the two he's asking about they're both really good and and yeah I, I haven't had any problems that to speak of with any of them i, I mean how many how many three to five hundred hour to seven hundred hour ktms and hondas are in that fleet that we keep running a lot <laughs> so okay
0: all right, next question. Uh we see we are you did that one, Van Larson Twenty twenty one KTM six ninety R enduro Rooster Endo
1: Best Thanks bike for... ever.
0: Sorry. Wait, twenty twenty one what? Was he he was KTM
1: gonna he, he was gonna submit a rooster endo without a picture? I think he's just wondering if you think they're good or bad bikes. I I I guess I guess I'm part of the KTM six ninety hate club <laughs> uh, in general because it's, it's, it's kind of like that guy's TTR that we just went over. It's like a really good, mediocre bike. It, I, I hope you're, you're asking me that in an adventure bike sense. Like Once you go on an adventure bike, it's a little bit better than if you're actually trying to ride that thing around as a dirt bike.
5: Just get a KTM 500. And I think, though, your, your, your hate for that bike is maybe it could turn into the best bike because it's just right in the middle. It's not it well. You it's, know. what? You remember how I right. hopped on that one doing the demo? I hopped
1: on that. Oh guy's yeah, bike he's and texted me at twenty times now. He wants to know what, what I and, really meant. <laughs> yeah. When his the when his, when his When his handlebars were loose and his clutch was like faded. Got that all fixed. He did. Was I right about any of the stuff I told you or him or whatever?
5: No, but he fixed it all. I was wrong. Okay. No, you're right. So okay, so KTM six ninety just. Um, bzz, sorry. Well, it's just I don't know, but why? You know, it's in the it's in the middle. It's not really a dirt bike. It's not really an adventure bike. But if you wanted a single cylinder bike. It's got one of the best single cylinder motors ever To ride, ever built you know, around. Across country on the freeway and all that. Probably not a bad KLR deal. 650. Over the KTM? Yep. Really? Yep. Why? Because it's the best adventure bike ever made. <laughs> well, just, <laughs> I thought that was because it, uh, I, the EPM, the Roaches, and the KLR 650s Will be the only thing living after the after the mm -hmm. nuclear apocalypse Mm -hmm. or whatever.
0: Okay, really ready for more questions? Yes. Uh, So I'm going to kind of skim through some of the less interesting ones. Uh, Kyle McCoy, if the Dakar Rally was four weeks long and only in Africa, would Jimmy beat Ricky?
1: Yes. What in my prime? Yes.
5: Uh, now? Sure. No way. Sure. We, you know. But you know, let's make it more. Let's make it more if, interesting. If you Your and Ricky, if, if you Ricky and Ricky right were racing, I'd try right now to get in Ricky's head. I oh, would just. I know. Flu I, bar because my loyalty I
1: have. It. I'd have no. I'd have no problem getting into his head. But
5: yeah, we get into his head and mess it up. But
1: I think. I think the longer the race, the better chances I stand. I'm. I'm. I'm fully. <laughs> Yeah, so four weeks only in Africa. Yeah, I mean it doesn't matter where it's at. Once you, okay. you start talking about time, um the the longer and the and the harder it is,
5: the better I'll do. You crack me up. Right. You're what, fifty-four, fifty-five now? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Heather. She's just had, <laughs> I remember a couple my of my sixteen-year-old
1: girlfriend who 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 feels it seems kind of like for, she just got a Ferrari. That yeah. one? My, w- yeah. I mean,
5: my wife. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of those early trainings. Jimmy coming all beat up. Those guys are fast. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall and Ricky. <laughs> but anyway, last time, so I actually
1: out. Ricky forgot to eat some days and then I just be laughing at Well, him Yeah. The that's the day. He's like, that's you, why you I remember say, that. Well, you, actually you I, could beat I quit him. some of those
5: days you too. could beat him. If I got in his head and you out, you, you know, we screwed with his nutrition a little, made him sleep in Megla's, uh, toxic uh rat chamber, chamber. Yeah. rat infested <laughs> gas chamber <laughs> you sleep outside and, yeah, yeah yeah you might be able to <laughs> yeah
1: victor wants to know if i'm drinking water i was <laughs> <laughs> that's all Georgeman
0: uh, has been drinking yeah, yeah. just uh, water okay. so uh cameron harris hey jimmy you briefly mentioned factory guys going deep into testing different linkages last week i have a uh, stillwell linkage guard that has Adjustable dog bone length, longer equals higher speed stability, and shorter equals better cornering. I've also noticed that KTM four-strokes and two-strokes, as well as MX versus off-road bikes, have different knuckle lengths for the exact same uh, WP shock, maybe different valving over the years. Could you go into a bit of detail on the effect that dog bone and knuckles have on suspension characteristics? So,
5: you know what? Me, (laughs) me, Mr. I don't know anything. Right. Right. But what I was hearing in there... He's, he's talking shorter length so higher in the back right it pull, yeah pulls it up higher in the back fork is more sharper so it steers quicker that's we're right? just we're so we're talking about
1: just the actual length of the the ride at a neutral position but the the shorter and longer it's a it's 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 a it's a series of pivot points that move mm-hmm. and and when you change the length of the rod it not only changes typically where the bike sits so you usually have to adjust the spring preload as well to get the bike. Because if you just change the length, it it like you said, it jacks it up or down, but then you want a certain height. But it also changes the leverage ratio on the way it activates the shock. And so so it and it depends on where the center point of the of the linkage is, in other words, like whether it's it's over center or under center so, so that it's, it could be flatter in the beginning and ramp up and become more progressive, or it could be more progressive in the beginning. And, and so easy there, George, George must be drinking water that, that upsets his throat. Yeah. Um, So water, rebel water. So there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with the linkage. And that's, that's the advantage of it for tuning and based on, you know, when, when they want bikes to kind of like you know, squat into a certain part of the stroke and hold up or become more progressive, you know, for bottoming resistance or, or less progressive for a more consistent shock field. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on there, but you know, when I, it's funny when I see people, you know, going to different linkages and whatever, it's generally because someone, they read something in a magazine or, you know, someone said that this is, Oh, they heard, they heard that this guy was running that linkage, but, but, when you test that stuff at a high level, it does make a difference, but you should, I think before they're going to go to the effort to have you test a different, you know, knuckle, you know, or linkage pull arms that you would be requesting a certain type of performance. So until you can ask for the, I want my shock to do this, or I want my fork to do this, and it's beyond the capabilities of, you know, what the valving's going to do. Then.
5: So, uh. I was going to ask Ricky, how about the flex characteristics of different swing arms? <laughs> <laughs> and where the yeah. sprocket is in relation to ship to the to the swing arm, arm pivot? pivot yeah. All that, yeah. It's it's there's a lot of stuff done, drilling holes in your engine mounts or buying different engine mounts. So Ricky's doing suspension testing, right? It's coming up next week. Yeah. So I'm curious. Hey, if you don't, if like you, you, keep up, it, you, you keep it up, over.
1: if you keep it up, you're going to scare him away, and he won't come back and guest this no, we next got, week.
5: We still got a bunch of viewers. Yeah, we're actually holding on. We're, really we're strong. holding on, Ricky. You should come over here. Oh. What? Are you, I'm just curious. What are you round look, two? What are you looking for? And so, who in the audience wants to see he uh, wants, Ricky he come w- up? He, Send uh, us some I'll thumbs t- up. Some. He's some, like. He's like. He's mayonnaise. like. He's like
1: he's like every factory rider. Is, this is what Ricky's like. Every factory rider, he wants his bike to just kick everybody else's bikes ass, and so he's gonna work on testing it because he knows. Well, that he, he can should, get but there. he knows. Is is he, he, he knows, knows that, what he wants. He knows after what he, makes it feel right. He knows after he's done, it's going to be ten percent faster, and everybody else is going to suffer. So that's
5: so it, that could right? Ten percent faster. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be like 02 percent faster. Not ten percent. is going to all they shoot for, and then get cast Better. at Megla's place. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm just curious. What in suspensions testing? What are you looking for? You know, what do you want? I mean, you want just to be smooth. He like knows, in he, your side by side, which I know is not, your next transit. No, we're not
1: giving, not giving away any of the, not giving any way of the secrets. He knows exactly. Well, no, those aren't secret.
5: Secrets. They, they
1: are. They they are because it's funny because it's like it's like when a guy is at the top of the game. Everybody's like, "What's he doing? What's he doing? What's well, that's what's he what I got?"
5: No, we can play on that, and he can give misinformation now. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. Let's come over here and let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I right. want this. <laughs> I want yeah. my front end to just be down digging in that sand, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, or whatever. <laughs> it, it's it's it's. And, and I thought you were going to sleep. By the way, here's I'm, I'm
2: trying to do, what you guys are. You guys are
5: but you're sitting up. there. We just engage you so much. Yeah. You just can't it's, let go. It's okay. really it's so so. It at the at the at the level that these guys are at. What they're doing makes doesn't make sense to what a regular person is asking for. Well, I for. know, but that sells and, shit, because they all want the Ricky Brayback fucking <laughs> suspension, and you know. I, I don't go to Tacomoto.com and you can get all that shit. Yeah, you
1: just push a button. <laughs> no, you go to Rocky Mountain MCATV, and you you go through the link that we have, and then it, it comes at a, Rocky comes Mountain, a day. It you know, and I just ordered a, in a bunch of shit
5: on Rocky Mountain. It I wasn't guess. shit, it was good parts that no. you needed, like those bolts so your head wouldn't leak. <laughs> it's not my head but yeah i i ordered all that and i didn't go through jimmy lewis i don't know i'm sorry uh i failed you okay what is the what is the next uh question matt
0: okay uh trevor hunter can george send me some more stickers you know if you're
1: gonna ask i don't think you're worthy he's he's the best he's the best in the desert champion he beat ricky brabeck trevor did ricky brabeck is not the best in the desert champion but Trevor
5: Hunter and his uh, his buddy Hayden Heinz are. Yeah, Trevor, you know, you hook up, find me. I'll give you whatever stickers you want. I just didn't bring them on this trip. George, you could start uh, your own race team with those stickers.
2: <laughs> hey, if you had a Shopify and
5: just those stickers, people would Just Shopify? Well, we, yeah. we just talked. I'm gonna, so I'm going to market this thing. I have a brand, but no product or ability or talent or anything to sell. <laughs> hey, that's what
1: 100% used to be, right? Yeah, 100% was a sticker for a long time. They made yeah. stickers and they made these these um front brake cable stiffeners. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a it was a piece that you put over your front brake. This is what I remember it being back in like the early 80s it was a it was a cable stiffener so your cable wouldn't get all floppy when they first started having you know disc brakes and even drum brakes back in the day so your cable wouldn't go into your wheel and stuff like that so that are was a uh, are one we going to do things. like
5: a a 24 hour a fourth deal? hour of the show Let's no do a 24 hour come
0: on well, we're only 20 minutes away from three hours, so. Really? We can do <laughs> three. Yeah. It's it's 940. George is getting excited. I know. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm good. Uh, let's see. So San Felipe Bob, Magic Danny Hamill
1: Rear Shock. I rode that rear shock. It was freaking horrible. So not magic. What was the deal? Was it, for, was da- like, for,
5: for, for Danny Hamel was magic, for me, it was. Explain yourself. So his so, bike's right here. In, uh, in What's the town here? Henderson, south of uh boulder city that's where his dad lives no. isn't his race bike in the,
1: oh, herbs in the place oh it might be in one of the um it might be at one the of the hotel of the right down there. there down there south of good springs yeah um at the gene or something like that yeah, yeah they, i know they had a motorsports uh, thing display there so yeah it might be down there um i rode both uh, i was his partner on a ktm and he so he had it was through bones at pro, pro circuit he had a very very unique shock setup That was frankly horrifying for me to ride. And so we, you know, because we were going to be teammates and I didn't want to ride his bike because it it was going to kill me. We actually tried to come to some sort of compromise and there was no way that we were ever going to even get close to to something. So it just got to the compromise with Jimmy. I I did. I, cause he was way faster than me. I was like, my job was just to get on the bike and not crash it and bring it back to him. And so I, so and if we changed that bike to make it work for me, at mm-hmm. all, it was going to compromise him being able to go to the speed that he was going, and that's what mm-hmm. we needed. And so um, so um I just would suffer with it. And it, it. and it didn't go down, and it went up really fast because <laughs> I wasn't as big as heavy as Danny was. I couldn't twist the throttle like Danny did, so I couldn't get the shock to go down. And when it did go down, it rebounded way too quick for me. And uh, so I usually
5: crashed it, and then we'd lose the race. So it was my fault. So – Suspension, squid riders. What do you tell them? Leave the bike stock, set the sag. But what about playing with it if you're on a Ripley road or whatever? Well, generally set they set the sag. Generally, generally and, they never gen, with it. Generally
1: they never set the sag, and then and then they never check their tire pressure. And if they do have the tire pressure, they think like twenty two is the right on a dirt bike when they should be down fourteen, like at the max. So, so. You know, do the simple things first, bleed the air out of your forks, make sure that your forks aren't bound so your your suspension goes up and down. These are the things that I almost, I'd say 80% of the time I ever run into you know, ordinary people that ask logical questions about, Hey, my suspension doesn't work. And then I, I can just point like, you know, I was standing there in the class this weekend and we looked at the guy's bike and I said, yeah, do you want those uh, fork lug bolts in on your bike? Or are you doing that for lightweight? You know? So, so, and then we found out the axles weren't tight anyway. So it was even worse, but this, this kind of stuff happens. So it's a lot of times it's not, there's not some like, Oh, I got to take it off and send it to the suspension guy when everything else is set up, the way it's supposed to be. And generally your manual is a really good baseline to set it, set this clickers to stock. And, and then if, if your bike's more than 20 hours, 30 hours old, get the suspension serviced, put it back on, make sure that everything's moving, working like it's supposed to. So that was pretty funny because once I remember this, that was a know. nugget, Matt. Yeah, it was, that was a nugget. Like what did, like my
5: suspension doesn't work. That's step one right there. And yep. so I'm texting Jimmy. Cause I have access, you know, Back and forth for like 20 minutes about suspension setup and everything. And you said, This is all in your manual. <laughs> and, like, and I read it, and I'm like, it, it, "Oh it, yeah, it is." And it I is. set it all up, tweak it, and everything. It, it is. It, it
1: is in your manual. It does tell you stuff. And like even like like a brand like KTM, even like Hondas and and Yamaha's. A lot of times they have like you know they have a comfort setting and a standard setting and, a, and an aggressive setting or, mm-hmm. or stiff or whatever. And they'll give you some of these guidelines, but try those first because they're usually you know the, the ktm ones are so simple it's kind of funny because it's just like just like soft is like five clicks out on everything you know and it's like it's not rocket science but at that point you can say okay i like this the comfort better than i like the soft soft actually you know made it feel like this and most of the time when i found when i go to a softer setting it makes the bike feel stiffer because it packs into the mid-stroke and so yeah it's more supple but it also packs and then gets stiffer so i intend up going stiffer to make it softer but you 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 just, your brain doesn't lie to you when you
5: feel certain things, so and that's why the clickers go both ways. Try it, but most people do not touch those. They really don't. They don't fool with them.
1: No, no. Any. They just send it, send it off with you know thousand yeah. dollars and call it. Hey, cannon's on. Hey, Bermcam and Mark, you uh, you missed out. We just went on a six ninety tirade. He's he's another one of my. Uh, Mm-hmm. He's my follower. He actually he 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 introduced me to the church of Anti Six Ninety. Oh really? Yeah, he was the one. He he he's so XR Six Fifty. He'd probably be really bummed <laughs> wherever I put that XR Six Fifty on the rooster ender board. He'd probably think it goes above the uh, five seventy. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close.
0: Um, we have any more of these awesome questions? Uh, David Kessler. So this is going way Kessler. Back. I like that
5: name. Sounds oh, like yeah. smooth yeah. as silk. That's the stuff you leave in your motorhome for months, To warm, years. Yeah. yeah, and it gets Well, I don't warm it there. It's just whatever the temperature okay.
0: is. <laughs> all right, we so digress. This kind of goes back to that 144. He and uh, the other guy were going back and forth about trying to diagnose it. Uh, 20 minutes of sucking dirt because of a poorly installed air filter would take all of your compression away. Hey, I gave
1: him more credit than that. I, mm-hmm. gave, I did not. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I, I just said, okay, I'm gonna give this guy more credit than misinstalled air filter, or you know, not mixing the oil properly, or any of the any of the the. I, I'm I'm giving the the basics. The, I'm giving the viewers of this show and the people ask questions more credit than they deserve. I ordinarily would. <laughs> Okay, next question.
0: Uh, so hey I Matt, can't remember if I asked good this one good before. uh, and the pull yeah. up bar is right over that door. It's okay, <laughs> hey, I'll do my pull ups. I'm like you, you. I haven't seen you do your pull ups. Yet. I did one today. Logan yeah, called him so, out. You, okay, you, you. I think you might have like a
1: hundred more. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I'm it's on a catch up, but I'm still recovering from something. Right, like right. how big my belly is, and the fact that it's hard to pull myself up. It's okay. You should do a half marathon this Sunday. I that might that'll, do that'll... it. Yeah. And if it's longer than a half marathon I
0: kick your ass. Next question please. All right. So uh I can't I don't think I asked this one before but this guy did ask one. Um so Ryan 666 again, he's asking should you go with the manufacturer recommendation oil or a different oil in a what? In just whatever just general.
5: This is Chris real stuff. No, What's, it's a, what so, you know, so we got to do a Jimmy list of first most important. The, so with oil, have oil in it, right? With well, so, electrical so, failures, so, so like like we what said, what was the last thing you changed? Like like we said, well, no, with any fail, with any failure, <laughs> like
1: we said earlier, like we said earlier, that you can't go wrong with the manufacturer recommended oil, nor the capacity, <laughs> nor <laughs> any of the stuff that the put the manufacturer puts in the the manual. Generally, those are really good guidelines to go by, and you're not going to go wrong. So. I, I hope we're wrapping this up. Yeah, that was the last question. And I needed to be wearing some Scott goggles for all this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just to, just to, just a. it's kind of like getting. How many, who's watching eyes. now? Who's yep. three hours? Probably your brother and all of his three friends. three hours? No. No, we're not gonna. No.
0: We were okay. twelve minutes away from three hours, and I got maybe two more minutes in me.
1: There's there really there's really no reason just to make this show longer for the no, sake of making it longer. No, it's it's just fine. Generally, shit, generally it's like two hours, and I'm sure the ratings go downhill from here anyway. So actually, they've held they've held pretty consistent. Hey, Sam, <laughs> San Felipe, because I'm here. Um, uh, you're, I still have your shirt here, uh, your Preston Campbell ISD shirt, by the way. So uh, it's uh, waiting for you. Um, yeah, I miss. Uh, Berm cannon mark 2 i'm sure uh we'll see him in the future but hey thanks everybody for joining thanks for sticking around for this long if you stuck around for this long you're probably on a really long drive someplace and you just started this and you said holy crap where did that three hours of my life just go it's and gone you, you never and, get it back and if you weren't driving you're never getting it back and i'm sorry so <laughs> with that um we will see you out in the trail and uh cheers buddy see ya see ya